I had to shake him on my last case, big O don't play. and two guests this evening, Ryan Reed. We have a couple other hunks on the line, and we're going to start with Mr. Nick Beasler. Good evening, Mr. Grand Champion, Ryan Reed. Oh, don't get ahead of yourself, bud. Good good, good evening, sir. Good to see your smiling face. The champ is I think I think we've got a little dude. We got a little juice tonight. There's some energy on this call tonight. I'm feeling it right now. That's I just I just want to know when you guys are just gonna break into a Queen song. It's gonna be like Mighty Ducks in here. Trust me, I'm saving it. I'm saving it. I was gonna edit that in, but we'll we'll get there. (laughs) So we also have on the call tonight, Mr. Owen Seaman and Big O's Bucktails. Good evening, guys. Glad to be here. I was I was bummed to miss out on the the Leo Leo Lore's uh, podcast last week, and I listened to it recently, and it was awesome. You guys did a great job with with Todd. Uh, so I'm looking forward to this one here tonight with with who we have with us. Awesome, man. Good to see you too. I feel like we missed each other because like you guys did one before, and then I missed you on Leo's. I feel like I haven't seen you in a while. I know. Hey, good to see your good to see your smiling face, champ. <laughs> All right. We also have on the call tonight. Also, I got to tell a story about this real quick, too. But Mr. Donnie Swinky. Evening, boys. How do we already have a story about this? So we were we were we were at camp. (laughs) We were at camp Bang and Bottom on on uh, Saturday night. And I sent you a picture. Jesse found this box at Twinkies. And totally took oh, a yeah. black marker and just scratched out the front the couple letters and wrote Swinkies <laughs> on the box. I was dying. That's like yeah, one of the great- that, uh, text don't cut, really come through to my camp, so I didn't get that till like 10 a.m. the next day on the water. I'm looking at it. I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I was dying, dude. I was dying. But we'll get into that and some of the festivities. Uh, we also have two guests on the line tonight with us and donnie do you want to introduce your guest our guest yeah, one I'll of our two that. guests i'll uh, i'll introduce this one so uh he's actually sitting here right next to me i'm gonna try and do this without getting too like mushy or anything but Aww. i would say this dude is probably my oldest closest friend uh i know i've talked about him on the podcast here and there in the past we've been fishing and hunting together since we were in ninth grade 
uh, been on all kinds of trips to Minnesota and, and the Outer Banks and, and God knows where I, I can't other places I'm not even thinking about. But uh, we've had a lot of fun over the years and, and uh, there's truthfully nobody else I you know enjoy being out on the water with or, or being outdoors with. And uh, the person I'm talking about is Josh Hawk. How's it hey, going, everybody? Josh, what's up, what's up buddy? Josh? How's it going? Dude, good We're to have doing you. Doing good, man. Glad yeah. to have you on. Thanks for having me. The up, the up and coming trolling expert, Josh. Oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Hopefully, see how it goes. <laughs> well, Make sure it's not we'll, we'll just get... luck, you know. <laughs> Look at those Where sweatshirts over there. We got two big O's bucktail sweatshirts oh. on over there too. Yeah. Hey, it's I gotta say, Josh, brand. Josh is Josh has been a supporter of of the brand since day one, man. So I I greatly appreciate Josh's support of Big O's Bucktails, and uh, you know him wearing the the sweatshirt obviously is cool as hell to me. Literally, the only Bucktails I have in my boat now. Nice. Look at that. That's he's, awesome. He's committed committed to the bro staff. Nice. Yeah. Well, we're glad to see your smiling face tonight too. And we've got some some things to talk about there, buddy. Oh, yeah. But we, we also have on the call tonight one of my good friends. One of, uh, you know, I would say every time we've gotten together to get out on the water, it just seems like something magical happens. He was my boat partner at the recent Pima Tuning Muskies Inc. Three Rivers Chapter Tournament this past weekend. He hails from the Kerwinsville area here in the great state of Pennsylvania. And that's our buddy, Mr. Cody Fi. What's up, Cody? Oh, just here hanging out with the guys. <laughs> Thank up, you Cody? for coming on. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for joining us, man. We, thanks for, we, thanks for having we heard me. all about your weekend and, and we, we're we're looking forward to hearing more about it here tonight. Plenty, plenty of memories were made. That's for sure. Awesome, man. That's so awesome. So I'll, I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it. Like, should we start, start right there? Like, why are we here for this podcast? This is really, for the most part, a recap of the recent chapter 16 Muskies Inc. tournament, which. If you follow social media. Yeah. If you, if you follow social media, you might already know, but you know, the hunks, the hunks, uh, the hunks represented Ryan Reed went out there Let, let's let's recap this so ryan has been working Fine as hard tuning. ryan has worked as hard in the last five years as anybody i know at learning musky fishing just from soup to nuts and if you listen to this podcast for any length of time you've heard us talk about ryan's new boat this is the first year he's had a boat ryan had all the trolling gear and everything before he even owned a boat like he you know, Ryan has been knee deep in this for a long time and he, he bought this boat and he's been putting a lot of money and a lot of effort and a lot of time into this boat. And over the past couple of weeks, like, dude, this boat has just paid off in spades for you because you won this tournament. I mean, you got, you and Cody went out there and won this tournament and not to you know, not to make the uh, the biggest deal about it, but that's a pretty big freaking deal. Well, let me let me let me just say this: like 
and we're going to get into this in detail because I want to talk about like how everything transpired. And I know, you know, somebody else on this call also placed in that tournament, which is also a big deal. Right. We'll get to to Josh. Yeah. But right now you're the, you're the star buddy. Like Brian, you seriously, dude, I mean it like you, you've worked very hard. And for any of our listeners, a lot of our listeners are, are newer to musky fishing they are really probably where a lot of us were in the last year, two years, five years, whatever. And to see where you've progressed to and to, and we're going to hear about it, but you won the freaking tournament and, you know, and it wasn't by accident. So I, you know, we're going to talk about that, but this is just really a testament to Ryan, what you've done over the last couple of years. And I don't care what anyone says, man, like you, like you, you earned every You've earned that win, man, 100%. Well, I I appreciate you guys saying that, but let me just preface this by saying I've gotten a lot of help over the last five years, you know, and I was, it was kind of funny, like, we'll talk about this more too, and Cody can attest to this because we talked about it on the boat. You know, the biggest thing was, you know, talking to to Donnie and guys like Charlie and Evan kind of leading up to that tournament just really like having a solid game plan and trying to stick to that as much as possible. But that game plan doesn't come together unless you have the experience on the water. And I'm not saying like we knew exactly what we were doing there because we got really lucky more than one time on that boat over the course Absolutely. of a day and a half. Absolutely. It, it was like, you know, I found myself throughout that tournament, you know, like thinking about like, okay, I know Donnie would do this or I know, you know, Charlie would do this or Nick would do that or just, you know, taking notes over the last five years. Like one of the things, and and again, we're going to get into this. I made a a couple of notes over the last two or three tournaments on that lake and I noticed a trend and it just so happens the fish that we caught that basically helped us place was based off of those notes and that game plan, you know, and it one. The big one came on that, and and I'll we'll get into that. But yes, yeah, so you guys got three fish, right? Yeah. So let me start. Let me start at the beginning of this yeah. because you know, like how this came about. And Cody, you can you can jump in here where where you want. Like I was originally going to fish the tournament with Dan, and we had talked about this. And and Dan has been really busy. Like he he bought he he's got a new house. He's moving into. He's been doing a ton of work. Like they just oh, closed, cool. and. You know, he's got a lot going on. He's had some commitments and things like that. So he couldn't do the tournament. He couldn't do both days. So I kind of found myself like debating if I was going to fish it or not. And it just so happened like that was the week before before the Raystown tournament. And what happened? I actually called Ryan and and had some questions in regards to trolling. Um, I myself am not much of a troller. Um, You know, I, I primarily cast. So going to Raystown, I knew that I was going there with some pretty heavy hitters, and and, and I knew that trolling was going to be something that I had to, you know, put in my arsenal to to even you know be competitive. And I called Ryan, knowing that he's big into trolling, and I was asking him some you know tips and tricks on certain baits and and depths and line back and and speeds and and different things, and you know just shooting a bull with him on the phone he's like hey man what are you doing on the 20th and 21st and i'm like let me check the calendar so it, it just fell into place it worked out um you know the wife allowed me to get out of the house for two days and, and go enjoy my time with the guys and 
you know, as, as much as I loved it, I missed the time away from home because, you know, I love my wife, love my kids, but damn, am I happy I went fishing. That's awesome, so. dude. <laughs> that is yeah. cool. So we, we kind of like talked leading up to essentially like Friday, like we came up with a plan, like I was going to try to get up there super early. I know Cody was trying to get up early. I wanted to get us registered. I want to get the boat set up and just make sure everything was going to work. You know, like where so were you like, going to keep the boat? Where were you guys staying? Well, so here's another deal. So we were going to stay. We knew like I had made arrangements with Doug to stay up at camp bang and bottom at Jesse's place. Oh, nice. Um, at, at least for Saturday night. And, you know, I was I was kind of debating. Do I go up early? Do I not? And just with work and everything, I, I had to we left the house like three thirty in the morning on on uh, Saturday morning just to get up there and get registered. And it was one of those things where. And again, like Cody can attest to this, like this was another critical piece because Donnie and I were talking and I was ready to head north and go fish north. So, you know, like it was one of those things where you've got like multiple people in the tournament and you guys know, like Donnie and I will talk and we all talked or we try to help each other out during the tournaments and stuff. It doesn't really matter. You know, like we're we're sharing and, and Swinky, you can attest to that, too. Like we were talking the whole time. Oh yeah, look. I, when I go to these tournaments, yeah, you know, it would be great to win, and and I'm certainly going to try and win. But I also, I'm not, I'm not that competitive. I guess right. if like I don't care that much that I'm not going to share information with my friends. <laughs> I yeah, don't know exactly. Uh, I, I just exactly. Yeah. So I'm sitting in the parking lot at registration, and I'm debating where to go. Because we were at Jamestown and I was watching the wind. And if you guys paid any attention over this weekend, and I know like three of us, four of us did, but that wind was a southwest wind. And to me, I was probably going to go north and fish just to get out of it. So then I get a call from Todd Leoparty. And I'm talking to Todd in the parking lot. And somehow Todd talked me into staying south. He's like, you're at Jamestown. He's like, just fish down there. Go up here. Go up there hit different areas. And he said, just get on the water and fish. Like, don't think about where you're going too much. So I, I talked to Cody and we were like, we're going to stay in Jamestown. We're going to fish down South and we're going to deal with it. Well, we put the boat in and you guys know Saturday was a complete, it was just like raining the whole time. It was like raining and miserable. And then it went straight into like a heavy wind. Well, the wind switched. The wind came, started coming out of the Northwest instead of the Southwest. And at that point, like, you know, we were south, so I felt like, I don't know, Swinky, talk about this for a second. Like, when the wind's coming out of the south, do you typically go north and vice versa, or doesn't it matter? Well, no, it's it's kind of, so if the wind's out of the south, typically I would try, you know, depending on which way, you know, southwest, southeast, whatever. But if it's out of the south, more than likely I'm going to try and go south because okay. I want to be in the direction that the wind's coming from because if it's blowing out of the south say and you're on that northern you're fishing say up in linesville on that northern area you're just going to be getting pounded with that wind blowing straight up that lake you know all the way from the south so you're you know your best bet is to get in the direction that the wind's coming from okay because i know guys that are the exact opposite is that of that you know well, they it's I think it's preference, but for me, I was thinking the opposite. I was like, all right, we're gonna get drilled. 
Did those guys guys win championships? Well, so (laughs) the way we started, and we can jump over anybody else at this point too, but the way we started is we started south and kind of just started working our way up to an area where I felt comfortable. And that area was completely loaded with musky boats. (laughs) So I don't know, like, Donnie, where, how did you guys start? Like, how did you start the tournament on Saturday? Dry for one, which was nice. Yeah. Better than you guys. Once again, shout out to uh, Herbs and Conneautville Canvas for for the uh, for the full enclosure that Donnie had made this year. I mean, seriously, though, like right out of the gate. I mean, it was pouring. I'll be honest. I don't know that. My dad would have been out there all day had I, I not had that in the morning. I don't know that we would have made it all day after the, the uh, onslaught of the morning. But, yeah, it was, that was that was clutch. Uh, but, yeah, we got out and we just we, – we were on the north end and we just got out and we started trolling. And, uh, obviously, I, I kind of started relatively shallow. That's been somewhat of the program, but – I quickly noticed that I wasn't seeing much of anything that excited me fishing real shallow. So, uh, you know, again, Ryan and I were talking and, and, uh, I think it was actually Ryan that said he was fishing out a little bit deeper and he was seeing some bait. Uh, so I slid out a little bit and it didn't take long. You know, the tournament started at 8 AM and we were still fishing pretty much in the first spot. We just pushed out a little bit deeper and we had that first fish in the net and only fish but we had our fish in the net at uh 1006 so you know it was only a couple hours into the tournament and it was uh it was a uh pretty pretty wild fight it got tangled up in, in another line and jumped and and got all twisted up so it was uh it was a fun one but uh yeah so Don seniors work in the net and you're trying to was this a planer board fish? no actually like, my dad actually he caught the fish uh okay i just I, he he was the one on the rod i was driving he was on the rod it was just he's scared to measure him for the tournaments so once it was in the net he's like you just pick it up and, and put it on the bump board and i'll take the pictures and i'm like all right <laughs> so i did that and then i was just about to like put it overboard i wasn't even gonna and he's like and he's like, "Oh wait, get a picture." So you know, I turned like this and get the quick picture and just tossed it over. But you know, threw it at threw it into the water. But right, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know what I mean. He threw, released it, and uh, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I, he he didn't even get a picture with it. It was his first fish of the year. He didn't even get a picture holding it. So you That's guys right. were, we'll count it up north. You, yeah. So like, you would have checked in at Jamestown and then drove up. To a different launch, or can you check in at different launch? Can yeah. you check in at different places? Yeah, they checked in or, at Jamestown. Well, if if you know somebody, you might be able to get checked in the night before. Say your tournament director <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Fair enough. So this okay, this is a critical piece for me here because he had mentioned something like, "Go ahead, Nick." Well, I guess just so you know the listeners at home are have the picture painted nicely. Donnie up in the north, kind of the traditional early early zone, I guess. Whereas Ryan, you decided you guys did 
stayed near Jamestown? Yeah, we we wanted to stay south, and I had a very we talked about this game plan, right? And this was leading up to the tournament. Like I was checking all my notes and I was going back through and I was trying to figure out, you know, historically what's been good there for me and what, what I felt has been good. Cause they always like talk about what lures fish catch and stuff. And the one thing I, I sent a, I sent a text message to, to Donnie, Evan and Charlie. And I said, I'm going to try something a little different than I normally would. Somebody always gets a good fish on a fat body on a board. And that was based Man, on. I the, wasn't sure if you were going to say this in this podcast. I'm, no, I'm going to say it because, it, <sighs> dude, dude, it didn't work more than one time. And it didn't work any on Sunday. And it's sometimes it doesn't work, period. But I, it's just one of those things. Like, I mean, everybody knows we caught it on a fat body. I already posted that. So, you know, it's one of those things where historically I'm looking at. I'm trying to put together and piece it together. And that was like one thing I knew I wanted to try for sure. Well, like we started down in Jamestown and we were kind of working different areas. And as we were driving, this was probably in the other part of it, my bilge was not working at all. For some reason it's not getting power and we're getting pelted. Yeah. We're getting pelted with rain. I think I blew a fuse, but I'm not sure yet. So Cody and I are like talking and I like, I go to hit the bilge like before we pulled out and there's like, it's not firing up. So I'm like immediately stressed that we're going to take on all this water and for some reason have to pull the boat and all this. And we're like, Cody, you can talk about this. Like I was, for some reason, it just would not leave my mind. So it was bothering me. And he's like, dude, you have to take on a lot of water. <laughs> like this isn't that bad. Yeah. Ryan was, you know, pretty nervous, Um, you know, rightfully so, you know, <laughs> you know, I, I can't say that I was any different as a, first time boat owner um but you know having a boat now you know going on 10 years i kind of just reassured ryan like listen you know you need a lot of water to to start having problems and if we get to that point we get to that point we'll, we'll figure it out then like we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there um let, let's fish so yeah like when my just... boat when my boat sank it was like after six days of torrential downpours <laughs> of and not being able to build it or anything. Yeah. You know, it took a lot. Yeah. Right. So before we go any farther with this, cause we're out there trolling, Josh, where did you guys start? Oh, uh, I did the same thing you did. I started in Jamestown, but my boat's smaller. So I tried to hide knowing that the weather was getting bad and we just cast it all morning. So it was like 12 o'clock and the rain quit. But the wind picked up and my boat was getting beat. So I actually pulled my boat and got it on a trailer and drove to Linesville and launched. And we we didn't get back on the water until like one o'clock. And we caught both our fish up there. Okay. So you guys, I didn't know you moved because I knew you were. My village pump don't work either. So I was worried about water. So I wanted to get out and drain my boat. So I did the same. I was worried just like you were. And we drained and then drove up closer to where Donnie was just with communicating with him and just headed up that way. Okay. Got, so that... got changed, put the dry boat seats in and set up for trolling. So, okay. So Cody and I are getting pelt. Go ahead, Nick. Josh went up and showed Donnie how it's done. Okay. <laughs> 
exactly what he did. Hey, I learned a lot from him. Though. He gets a little credit too. So Cody and I are down south trolling, and we're coming up to a ranger. And I look, and I notice it's it's Leo. And we're we're like trying to stay. We we actually started fairly shallow too. And I wanted to again. Part of the plan was I wanted to bump out and stay deeper within reason. And here's another, I'm just going to give it all away on this podcast. Cause this is another thing. Like I put up on my story today, that pod, that backlash podcast with Kevin Goldberg. Okay. In that podcast, Kevin Goldberg says a very specific thing about this time of year and talking about contours and break lines and things like that. And what, where I was fishing like earlier in April was not where I wanted to be. I wanted to be out like one to two break lines from where we were at. Okay. Maybe three break lines, depending. So I wanted to be out a little bit deeper, you know, kind of off the weeds a little bit. We started in shallow. And then when Leo, we were coming past Leo, they caught a fish and we watched him catch the fish. We watched him release the fish. He gave me a big thumbs down. Cause it was, it was like 29 inches. He texted, you know, he texted us. And at some point, like we went up and we turned around and Cody, you remember like Charlie and Evan were behind us. Yeah, they were behind us when we went back. You know, I'm not real familiar with that lake. In fact, that was the only the second time I've ever fished that lake. First time on the water. Uh, first time, you know, that I was there it was from shore. Um, but we turn around and we're coming back toward the Jamestown area and Charlie and, and his partner Evan pulled in behind us. And, you know, we went in and I'm not exactly sure, but there was a cove there that we kind of tucked back in and started marking some bait. And we thought, well, this, this looks pretty good. Let's, you know, stay here for a little while. Um, and then we did Go ahead. What happened was we, I noticed that everybody was on that in that one specific area. Right. And I looked, I just happened to like look over and I saw there were literally no other boats on the other side of the lake. So I was like, we're out of here. We're just going to make a move. I want to get away from people. This area is getting absolutely freaking pounded. So we, we jumped across and like Cody said, we pulled in and started seeing bait. And that was right around noon where we, we where we bounced right when that wind picked up. Yeah. This is where pure chaos started doing so. Yeah. So we are coming across and the wind's blowing and we get this nasty tangle. Like it was bad. And the wind's picking up. We're getting freaking rocked, dude, out in the middle of the lake. And I'm cutting lines and trying to retie leaders and everything. And it's just, I it was stuck. I, I stuck that hook in my thumb. He put a, yeah, he put a hook in his thumb. In fact, in fact, just since Owen's on here, that was on your bait, Owen. I decided, right. you know, out of the blue, I'm like, I'm going to troll bucktail. So I threw a hot pink and white skirt, hot pink blades with a white skirt. I'm like, what the hell let's try it you know and then we're getting sloshed i mean absolutely sloshed around going across the lake taking waves broadside and all of a sudden i lose my balance and i go to like sit down try to get my center of gravity lower and i don't know why i did it but i went to grab the lure because it was swinging around and i just absolutely buried the hook in my thumb oh man so no not past the bar but deep enough that it was bleeding Fairly yeah. decent. Yeah, it was so bleeding. yeah, but so, so we get everything like cut. He he's like bleeding. He gets that stopped at some point. 
and we get over and we pull into this area and I'm like, oh man, there's bait here. This is great. We go up like halfway through that run and the rod goes off. Now, at that point, Cody had like another tangle on the other side of the boat. Something else was going on. I can't remember if it was with the board or something was happening. Like, I was clearing a bait because it was all hung up with weeds. And as I was pulling it in, it got tangled on the down rod. And I was trying to get things straight. And the, the other side of the boat, the rod go, starts going off. Ryan just, <laughs> you know, starts yelling, drop the bait, drop the bait, you know, or drop the rod. And, you know, again, I'm not a caster or not a troller. So you just pitch the rod over the side. What's that? Just pitch the rod over the side. That, That's he, what Ryan did on that. Real, He's uh, like, don't worry. Yeah. About it. I'm going to lose the rod. He's like, don't worry about it. Get the fish. So he throws the rod. I stick one hand out and grab it in midair, like spin around <laughs> and start clearing rods. Like I try, I was trying to clear rods, but you know, like that like fish. Kung Fu Panda. So I'm I'm like he's reeling and he's like son of, he's like yelling about something and I'm like what I look over and the freaking rod leash from the down rod is like wrapped in the reel like around the handle like seven times I'm like how does this happen and we're like both like ripping on this freaking leash to pull it out from the reel and I don't I don't even know what all I know is like I I watched the I watched the leash come off the reel. He started picking up line. I turned, the fish was there, and we bagged it. And that fish, like, I was so upset. It was probably the one thing I missed. I wanted to get a net shot with that bait in the net because that was the first mini meatball fish I've ever caught. And that fish was barely pinned. And as soon as it hit the bag, the bait, like, from the tension on the rod, the bait, like, just flung out of the net and just, like, went outside the net somewhere. And I was like all right, I didn't want to put it back in the net to put, you know, because at that point we had crap everywhere. I mean, we had rods all over the place. There was crap everywhere. Cody's still bleeding, I assume. He's still bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So. So that fish was like 32 and whatever Charlie said. I, I saw 32 and and uh, we were on the board and we were like high-fiving and it was like, all right, we got Cody a fish. I was like, that to me was mission accomplished. I was like, man, Tough day, buckets count. We got a muskie in the bag. I'm just, saying, I'm just like sitting there, like, all right. I, we weren't even thinking about the tournament at all. Not once. No, when I, when I went into this tournament, I had zero expectations. Like, uh, I'm going fishing with Ryan. Like that, that was my plan. Um, you know, in that particular tournament, you know, anytime the, you know, for me, anytime that I get a Western PA. Like, I'm out of my league. You know, you guys, that, that's home water for you guys. Um, you know, and, and then there's some heavy hitters there, you know, with, with Todd and, and Donnie and, you know, Charlie and Evan. There's some heavy hitters there. So I had zero expectations. I always get, like, I don't know, like, almost like, uh, I don't know, it takes the wind out of my sails whenever I fish the tournaments because you, you, you need a 30-inch or bigger fish for it to count. So I'm always, you know, any fish, no, I'm, you know, no, not picky, get excited about any fish. And then it's like, oh, and it's 28. So <laughs> this means nothing. Bumping sucks. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so, I mean, that's, and, and dude, when I saw 32, I was like, all right, we're on the board. That's great. Right. Like, we got a fish, dude. It's a great day. Nothing else matters. Yep. So we, uh, just to kind of make this short, like we, 
pounded the crap out of that area for an hour. And Cody, what happened? We ended up getting another one. I mean, just put our nose to the grindstone and ended up getting another one. And I believe the second one was what, 30 and a quarter or 30 30 and three quarters, something like that. 30 and three quarters. Whatever it was. Just over the magic number. So we, we, this one was uh, like that fish made me feel like I've actually musky fished like once in my life. Like everything went smooth on that one. We had no problems. Yeah, I didn't screw anything up on that one. Um, <laughs> so, no, it actually made you feel like we, like Ryan said, like we knew what we were doing. Yeah, I think um, we even said that. We're like, wow, yeah. that was way too smooth. Now, Donnie, in, fact, there, in, in fact, there was a comment that was made, and in, in, in you had sent it to Donnie. I mean, I'm not going to repeat it on online, but, um, you know, we look like monkeys, you know, screwing a football. <laughs> um, so... Yeah, Which any finely tuned tournament team does. Yeah, yes. exactly. So go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, so you're at a one-man limit on Pima Tuming, two 30-inch plus yeah. fish. Oh, yeah. We're Donnie, ready what, to grow. what are the rules? Can you fillet your fish in the tournament, or do they have to be released? Can you club them? Can you club them? In the Pimey tournament, unfortunately, Charlie's rules, you're not allowed to bring back just the the – the back straps uh, <laughs> in, the in the Arthur tournament. I will accept back straps because they have to be 40 in that uh, league. So it's a little enough. tough. Good to know. Good to no, know. Nobody bring back any fillets to the Arthur tournament. We're kidding. We're kidding. <laughs> All in good fun. So that was like one o'clock on Saturday. So what, like Josh, like I want to hear about your, the first fish too. Like Donnie, I don't, I don't know if you guys want to get into specifics on that, but like, how did your first fish go down? Like, you guys just... Because you said 1 o'clock was about when you made your move to the north side, right? Yeah, it was 1.30 when we hooked into that fish. And I just found bait and by 11 foot of water and just beat that area. But the first one, I think we just right place, lucked out a little bit and made it happen. Are we talking yeah. about what we caught things on? Both of mine were on Leo Mojo's. There you go. Nice. So, I pretty much all I ran pretty much two days. And you mentioned earlier you you pretty much have limited to no trolling experience other than a little bit this year. Yeah, other than just going with Swank, pretty much. Right. Like I didn't do a whole lot until I was like made sure I was confident and comfortable with everything. So I only trolled when I was with someone who had more experience for like the first three years. But now I got everything and I'm confident and I guess it's starting to work a little bit. So who was fishing with you, Josh? Uh, It's a a younger guy that I fished with down local. His name's Tyler. Okay, cool. We cast the rivers down here a lot, so. Good partner, it worked out. All right, so how big was that first fish? I can't remember. 35 and three quarters was that first one. So let me ask you this, like, because really, like, aside from us talking, like, you really don't know what people are doing, right? But when you get, like, a 35 or mid-30s fish, like, Donnie, your, your fish was a nice fish, too, when you guys got that one. That was, what, 39 and a half, something like that? Yeah, honestly, I feel like it, it 
it might have even been more like 39 three quarters if we were getting technical for the tournament. I just because I, you know, I just took the picture and texted it and said 39 and a half. And I figured if it came down to it, we I could throw a flag later or something and be like, hey, let's look a little closer. But, uh, but yeah, it was a solid fish. It was an, it was a nice fish. And that one, she ate the uh, extreme mini, which was pretty cool because I'd, you guys know, uh, we just had Greg on. Yeah, we just had Greg on. Long ago. And uh, I, I put in a nice order of extreme minis from them. I still have Owens and Nick's. They've been riding around in my truck since spring fling. <laughs> but uh, these ones weren't on yours, by the way. These were on mine. But uh, <laughs> it I may have been ours uh, until that. Sure, fish. yeah. <laughs> uh, it's all of a sudden, now, we're getting different ones, that. right? You're not getting any of the ones with teeth marks. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I put that thing out on the side rod and, uh, you know, I, I knew I wanted to try and run that, uh, you know, that was definitely part of my game plan going into it is that I was going to try and run some, you know, extreme minis, some Leo's and Shaw's how deep, baits. How deep does the, do those minis, like how deep were you running the minis? Uh, I mean, I, if you're, if I'm being completely honest, I don't know right off the top of my head, the exact depth curve on that, but I can tell you I was running it pretty high. Okay. Uh I that I do know cuz I didn't have it I didn't have it out real far and I know the deep, the depth curve isn't real steep. So my guess would be it wasn't much more than a couple feet down at best. You're probably not not more than 10 feet out past your leader. I, I had I had a 14. Okay. Lucky number 14 which is my birthday. That oh, number gets thrown out on the clicker on my boat quite often and it's it's <laughs> it's uh performed more than once but so before we go any further how many boats how many anglers and how many boats did we have in the tournament this this year? I think they said 82 anglers. That's something that's, figure 41 boats. 40 roughly. some boats. I mean there were a couple boats that had three people on them. That's uh, a good turnout. I mean, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what the oh, you know, past past has been, but I mean that sounds pretty good to me. I'm sorry, 73 people signed up. Okay, so 35 boats, something like that, whatever. Couple with three, <laughs> which yeah. I do like how they run that tournament. That it's just by the boat. Doesn't matter if you have three guys or whatever. You're still set set to two man worth of rods, but. But yeah, so think, if you have three, so if you have three guys, you can cast three guys. Yeah, I would think so. Yeah, because okay, it's actually it's it's more of an individual tournament. Like it's a team tournament, but like you you sign up individually. You know what I mean? So like you don't have to register as a team technically. Okay. So like you know, and you can kind of do it however you want. Yeah, you, know, you can split the money. You could be you know. Me and you could go on the tournament and fish the same boat, Owen, but, you know, kind of do it separately if we really right. wanted to. Be individual okay. teams. Okay. Right. The, the I'm, more, I'm more into the you... team aspect of things. Right. Oh, yeah. Same here. The, the only way that you you, you kind of can handicap yourself, I guess, it's cool, but if you bring three people on and you troll – uh, you can only run six rounds. You're definitely being more of a team thing because even at at that aspect, you're only allowed to run six rods. So uh, you you can't put an extra three rods out for a third person. 
But I'd have to think that there would be a fairly significant advantage to having a third individual on the boat. Absolutely. Just running six rods. I mean, yeah. right. Tricking lines and that sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. And that's where I think, I think this is kind of difficult for the guys that really like to cast. And I talked to somebody about this recently and it was one of those things. Like if you have three people on the boat, just like you guys said, you got really somebody kind of driving, keeping the boat, somebody working, somebody's there to net. That is a slight advantage, but in my opinion, we're talking a muskie zinc tournament here. You know, like this is really kind of, even though guys want to fish it to win, like I, I, I see both sides of it, but I know like some of the casters and stuff, they don't really like the trolling aspect of some of these tournaments. I think that's kind of a hard one. You know, you can't really make everybody happy there, but I also think some of the trollers have a, a, a slight advantage, especially with three people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't discount that, but, you know, again, the other side of that is, you know, that, that takes, you can go down that whole debate with live scope and, and the same thing. Well, if if you think it's an advantage, put some rods out and start trolling. Yeah. Right. You're choosing to cast, so right, right, that's right. your own damn choice. You can do this too, you know. That's so, what, I, you know, I mean, regardless, I feel like you're, it's a tough leg to cast to be, you know, no matter what you're doing right. comparatively to trolling. I don't yeah. know. Would you, would you agree with that, Josh? Casting it versus trolling it? Yeah, but the whole deal is, too, me and Ryan both only had two people on the boat, so that whole third person yeah, just not... so it's still musky fishing. Right. Like, yeah, you still got to get the fish to bite. Yeah, I don't have nothing fancy. I just put time on the water. Yeah, I think, you know, and I mean, just from my perspective, I think a lot of times and again, like Cody, you can weigh in on this. I told these guys that's like one of the hardest I've fished, you know, ever just talking about focusing on areas where we were hitting, you know, talking about different aspects like we just to kind of get into this, like there's areas where there's like some sunken islands and stuff, paying attention to the wind and like what side fish could be on things like that. I mean, I was really locked in to some of that stuff. And I was kind of like thinking I was probably overthinking everything, but the biggest aspect of this to me, like out of anything was keeping his lures clean. Like that was it. Like that was the only thing that mattered to me was keeping the lures clean and making sure, you know, when we got wiped out, we got everything set back and checking that stuff regularly. Like, you can you can get as technical as you want, but if your lures aren't clean, you ain't gonna catch fish. That's why I feel like you know happens to me a lot on long days. You just get burnt out checking lines and yeah, start to get complacent. And you're missing fish. Yeah, Cody said too. Like this this was a twelve hour day, right? Right. right. Like yeah, eight the first day is a killer. Yeah, that's the the first twelve hour tournament day that I've ever had. Um, you know, back home here. You know, our tournaments are typically like eight to nine hours. Um, you know, so for me to go 12, that was, you know, a first for me. Don Sr. wanted, uh, he actually, uh, he has a lot of opinions on this. <laughs> that he was, uh, he voiced uh, while he was on the boat for 12 hours and then another eight the next day or whatever it was, seven. But uh, <laughs> first of all, he was counting down the minutes till we would get off the water about, 45 minutes after we caught that fish. 
he was ready to go out for lunch. Oh yeah. That's a you guys need to set up like a cocktail and uh dinner hour in the evenings or something. But he's he, he did say seriously this he wants to su- to suggest this to Charlie. So Charlie, if you're listening, I'm gonna relay this message to you right now from my dad. But he feels <laughs> that if this tournament's gonna be this long, uh you'd either need to end it at about four or five so he can have a nice dinner afterwards because eight's too late. <laughs> or we need to take like a midday break so everyone can go get a lunch Instead from like 11 to 2. Maybe fo- take a little I, nap. I fully support <laughs> both of those get a ideas. Lunch in, take a little nap and go back out. See, I support that. You guys can do that. I'm going to keep grinding it out. <laughs> grinding. Grinding. So, you know, that was kind of – so, Josh, you picked up that fish – well, how, we didn't really kind of get to your story. Like, how did you guys, or did we? Yeah, he said just okay. found bait and stayed on. It. Okay, all yeah, right. So an eleven foot. You're still you running got it on a Leo though? on a Mojo, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. So that was the only fish you guys caught on Saturday, right? Yeah. So the only action. Talk to me about this wind a little bit. Because what I and this is my perspective, right? This could be completely wrong. I'm just going off of what I felt I was seeing at the time. I felt like when we started getting towards like four or five o'clock, we were beating the same area up. And Cody and I were kind of talking like we got two fish in the bag. And I think we looked at each other and we're like, if we got like a really good fish, we might be in like, we might be in this thing. Like we might actually have a shot at this tournament. And we were kind of talking about it. And I was trying to think of like what, what to do, right? Like, where do we go? Because this area we're hitting, we got two low thirties fish, you know, we're, we were still on board with the plan in the back of my mind. Like that was still the plan to, to still run the same baits. But the one thing we didn't do yet was pull that Wiley out. And, and Cody's, we're talking, and he's like, "I got a wily fat body." I'm like, "Put that on the board. We're gonna, we're gonna go, we're gonna go troll this thing." So we kind of reset the spread, and we bumped out a little bit. And the one thing I noticed was like everybody was hiding from the wind. So, like, how bad were you guys getting killed up north? Because I know we were getting our salad toss. Like we were taking water, we were bouncing all over the place. We're both falling around the boat. I mean, we were getting drilled. Yeah, my boat's probably one of the smallest boats in that tournament, and it was absolutely horrible. But I did a little bit like I just changed it up, and I was fishing where nobody was. I didn't hide at all. I actually, Tyler, there was times he was checking rods on his hands and knees. He wasn't standing up. It it was bad. But we caught that fish in the worst area of the waves there. They were breaking over the bow, breaking over the sides. I'm freaking so happy you said that because that was my observation. Every single boat down south that we could see was tucked in tight behind points out of the wind. Well, the way I look, I, if I was in the wind, my boat's a tiller. It, it gets beaten. It's tough anyway. So instead of having to check bait nonstop in the weeds and shallow, I figured I just keep them clean, stay deep and keep running. So I just stayed on the bait and looked at them sunken islands. 
and I would pick sides on the like downwind side and just run back and forth and there was bait there. So it worked. Yeah, swinky were eleven foot eleven foot of water. My baits were eight foot down probably. Wow, you were running a lot deeper. I, yeah, way deeper. Six to eight foot, I probably had them baits. They one was on a down rod and one was on a board. That's uh, I didn't expect that, but that's awesome. Yeah. So, Swinky, what were you guys dealing with? Because, I mean, as soon as that wind picked up, I, I just immediately thought of it coming out of the north. So I was a little backwards, apparently, but you had to have been getting rocked. Yeah, I mean, there were definitely times, but I'll be honest. Like, I was uh, – I, I spent a lot of time moving around. I wasn't necessarily hiding from the wind, but I wasn't – I was just kind of all over the place. So I was in and out of it. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. uh, I was, I was quickly noticing, at least for me up North that I wasn't seeing a lot of bait congregated anywhere. So for me, it turned into at least from what I was finding, I wasn't seeing it. Uh, apparently Josh was on it. You'd think he'd have communicated that a little bit more, but he did. <laughs> uh, I'm not that good with that part, <laughs> One thing that, that, that text just didn't go through. Sorry. Yeah, just, just Sorry. Send. <laughs> Service was terrible. He was uh, sending you flasher but, uh, signals. You just weren't so look, I, looking. You know, I, I was in, you know, what I guess you would call like search mode where I was just kind of covering water. I, I was, you know, kind of moving in and out of different depths uh, as I did it and, and working different spots as I go and, there were times where we were getting our asses kicked, and then there were some times, you know, you get in between islands, especially up north, because there's there's multiple islands and things that break up the wind and points. So depending where you're at, you can be protected for a little bit and then back out of it. But uh, there were definitely some times where it's pretty rough. But you know, the fact that we were able to stay dry, and I mean, my boat—it's not a big boat, but it's big enough and it's wide enough that it it handles you know, the ways fairly well that, you know, it, it was never at a point where it was like uncomfortable for us as far as, yeah. you know, making it too difficult to fish or anything like that. There were some times where it was a little rough, but. Well, uh, the other, the other thing I noticed too, with that wind, it cooled down considerably too. It definitely did that. But again, you know, when you, when you're tucked in a nice cozy enclosure, Oh yeah, yeah. You know, Roasting marshmallows, sausages, and eating chips. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not so <laughs> bad. Grill the grill provides a nice little bit of warmth. Yeah, yeah, it does. I'm sure you were nice and toasty in there. And you know, Cody and I. Okay, so let me talk about this for a minute. All right, because it had rained, and uh, a certain someone on the boat forgot to wear his ice his his waterproof footsie gear. Oh shit! You didn't gear. have you didn't have water like mucks or anything, Cody. Yeah, they were sitting in uh, in Osceola Mills. Yeah, oh. like I like I walked. I had them in my hand. Forgot something in the house. Set them down. Come back in. Grab some stuff. Walked out. Never picked them up. The way it works. So Cody is now has frozen feet. And there is nowhere to hide on my boat. You are just out there like Josh. Like we we're just I was getting just gonna say that. Like freaking pounded. 
Yeah, there's no hiding on a boat like that. So we're both soaking wet. And like I had rain gear and stuff, but you know how like there's just so much, there's only so much like it's going to, like I I had water down my back and it was cold and it was windy. And this was probably like four o'clock. I looked at Cody. We said, I said, put that, put that fat body on that board. I said, strap yourself in. We're going for it. So I literally like we were talking about this and I was like, we're going. I was like, we need a good fish. Let's go. So the only thing that I can compare this to is like the PBR. Like we were out there riding bulls. That 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 is the only thing that was comparable. And when I looked and realized no, but everybody else was tucked in. I was like, we got to do something different. And I immediately went back to my trips with Doug bang and bottom. And I thought about the date. We had a specific day where we got like a 45 and a 43 out in this one area. I'm not going to say where, but just keep in mind, there is nowhere to hide with that Northwest wind. And it was pounding the crap out of the middle of the lake in some of these areas. But I looked, there was no boats. I was like, we're going for it. Let's put on some baits and let's go. So we kind of start trolling up the lake and, you know, we get past like one area that I felt like could have held some fish and there was nothing there. So we just kind of keep going, keep trolling. At this point, it's closer to six o'clock. It's probably what, six o'clock? Yeah, it was in that area. So before we, before this, one of my convectors, like on my board line, it just for some reason it's like slipping gears like i can't i couldn't reel the board in effectively like it was cody described this the best like it was every three revolutions of the reel you were getting like a half a like a half a revolution of pickup okay have you guys ever dealt with that at all were you able to get it like squared away or was it no i I mean to the the point where it was to the point where if you lock the drag down, it would at least reel, but just super slow. Right. Yeah. Like, so I'm looking like around it's in the gear or was the, do you think the spool was slipping? I think the that's spool almost, was slipping. Yeah. That's what it was acting like. Yeah. So do I got a backing. Do you have, yes, there's a straight braid. It's backing and I have electrical tape on there, but it, mm-hmm. it, it's like it was slipping. So at this point I'm like, I can't, do anything with this right now i'm like we're gonna leave this in play and just pray you know like we got five other rods right like it what's the odds of this happening right so we're out there like dealing with that and you know it was just wind and everything else and we get up to this one spot and i just remember like swinging around and all of a sudden like the clicker goes off and when the clicker went off i yelled fish like Cody was on it immediately, like grabbed the rod. And I just remember him saying like, Ryan, this is a really good fish. Like he, I could hear it in his voice. And like, I look back and she's just laying on the surface behind the board. And I was like, Oh my God. And then I looked and I realized the rod that it hit was that, that one that the reel was all messed up on. So Cody's he like, what, what did you say? To me? Send it anyway. Oh yeah, I sent it. Full send, baby. <laughs> Cody's like, I can't reel. You said something to me, and I was like, Yeah. Was- I I literally was like, just hold pressure on the fish. We're gonna figure it out. And like, I just ran around the boat and started clearing. And all of a sudden, like, I what did you say? You're like, 
Well, she's I said, oh, shit, first. That yeah. was the first thing I said. <laughs> because I'm, I'm looking at the board, and the board turns in torpedoes at the boat. Like, it's, it's, it's coming at the boat, and it's headed for the bow. And I'm like, oh, no. So when it took the – when it took the pressure off, I was able to k- pick up line, but I couldn't pick up line fast enough. Like it's coming twice the speed of what I can pick line up. And and it got to the boat and I'm like, instantly I felt like zero pressure. And I thought we lost the fish. And then Ryan ended up, he's like, well, I got the board. And it, as soon as he got the board to take the board off, my inexperience in, in trolling, I had the board – so you have the two clips, um, and then you Ryan had showed me earlier in the day the wrap method, you know, to wrap that first clip, and and I did it wrong, and I had this line wrapped around the clip like three times, and it it was pure chaos. I mean, absolute chaos. Um, and, and he's clearing this wrap, and all of a sudden the fish starts, you know, running on us again, and we're like, instantly both of us felt it, and like. Oh, it's there. So it was just, it was absolute pandemonium. So like while this is happening, like Cody's like, she's off. And I'm like, just about to grab the board. And as soon as I grab the board, I'm looking at it. I'm like, gee, like this thing is so wrapped. And I, I thought it was the wind. I didn't realize like at the time I didn't realize what was going on there. And so I'm like working on this board and I'm just like, we're both just dejected, dude. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Like that was the fish. Like that was the fish that would have put us in a position to potentially place in this tournament when nobody else on that lake was on that side and out in that area. Like I felt like we did something right and we were just completely like rewarded. And then I just felt like it was taken away from us. Like I was so, I mean, there was expletives coming out of both of our mouths and it was just like, you gotta be kidding me. And when that fish shook its head, it literally like my hands are up vertical on this board trying to mess with it. It almost ripped the board out of my hand. I was like, Oh my God, she's still there. And I'm just like ripping the freaking line off this clip, trying to get it. So the board comes off. Cody reels up the slack. I swing, grab the net. Now we're not at the back of the boat at this point. We're at the side of the boat. So, you know, my game plan thinking about all these weeks, like a fishing and how I'm going to do things like, I've always planned to net the fish at the back of the boat, right? Like I have a spot for that. I know what to do there. Now I'm at the side of the boat and I've got freaking rod holders in my way. I've got all this other stuff. We got a decent fish on and all I could think was just freaking dunk it and just do the best I could. So when I dunked the net, it was the exact, it was literally dude. And I swear to God, I even thought of this at the time, like, I could, I could see it happening to me again. Like it was the same thing that happened when I was with Charlie and I hung that fish on the bag. I dunked the net, the fish came in over top of the net and I went to pull up and instead of pulling directly up, I pulled back. And soon as I pulled back, that fish got hung on the bag and just like was just laying on top of the net. And the net was not like deployed. Like the, like the net was laying on top of the, the, the hoop and the fish was like, on top of the hoop if you guys can picture that so like i don't even know what happened i was just like oh my god she's hung and i'm like holding this net and i'm just like looking at it i'm trying to like focus in on the net to figure out what i need to do 
Cody's heart's probably like out of his chest. He was probably having a stroke at the time. We didn't really even say anything during this. And somehow, like, I just, I watched the fish, like, kind of clear the bag. And I, I just literally, like, Donnie showed me how to do this. Charlie showed me how to do it. I was at a Muskie Road Roll seminar where, um, trying to think of his last name, Jason from West Virginia or Virginia. He's a guide down there. I can't think of his name right now. He's a really good stick, but he did like a whole thing on how to handle this when this happens. And like immediately, like in my brain, I was like, I see it. Like, did you ever have a light bulb where you're just like, there's no, nothing that looks possible at all. And then all of a sudden there, this fish just like drifted off the bag a little bit. And there was a light bulb. It was like, just do it. And I just went for it. This is your moment. Like, this is it. It is eight mile. Like this was it. And I, I don't even, which I can't remember which way I flipped the bag, but it somehow the fish ended up below the bag and I was able just to like scoop it up and it went in and the bait popped and the fish is in the bag and the baits hanging on the rim of the net. And I looked at him and I was like, we freaking got her dude. I was so excited. I was like, this is unbelievable. Like Cody and I are high fiving. There was seven to eight ways in that fish in a matter of 10 seconds that we absolutely should have lost that fish. hundred percent. I just remember getting a text that said pig in the net. And you yep. had no idea. And I'm like, I had no, like we have like, we, well, we, you know, like we don't have any concept of what had happened or what's even nah. <laughs> what it, what it is. Like it could, you know, it would just get pig in the net and we'd already gotten two. You, we'd already gotten your pictures of the two earlier fish. So we already know you're on the board with two, you know, with two legal, you know, two countable muskies. So it's like, Holy shit, man. Like what is Ryan Reed just so- done? We got this fr- we got this fish in this bag and I look up and there's this pontoon boat driving by us and they're all clapping and going berserk. Cody, you remember that? Yep. I was so tired from fighting this bag and just being in the wind, I couldn't even like lift my arms up to wave or anything. Like I was like Yeah, I just sat there and like stared at him. Like we we stared at each other for a good like 30 seconds because we were both just like in shock number 1. But number two, like there was literally no energy left. There was nothing left. I had nothing left to give anybody at that point. That's awesome. It was insane. And there was like a guy, there was like an Amish dude in a rowboat. And he like, we were just drifting beside him at this point. And Did he asked if he could eat it. So loins, I'll club it. All right. So what? Yeah, loins. We got this fish in the bag and I'm at this point, like my goal was, you know, I had this plan in my mind, like I'm going to drive, I'm going to clear rods, I'm going to set spreads and I'm going to just do, you know, tell Cody where to put stuff. And hopefully this all works out. Now at this point we had three fish in the bag and I'm just kind of standing there in shock. And I knew like I wanted him to take every rod. And the reason I wanted him to take every rod, if we caught fish was I needed experience on the net. Right. Like I need that experience at the back of the boat. I need the experience just being able to clear spreads and all that stuff, like all the intangibles that, you know, Swinky, you know what to do every single time. Nick, you know what to do every single time. Like I'm not there. Well, I wouldn't go that far. Yeah. Well, so but that's not enough to be dangerous. Right, right. But that's the point. Like I wanted that experience and clearly I freaking needed it because I did. I hung that fish on the bag again, but it worked out somehow. So, but, what but you know how to deal with it? That's right. 
Yeah, that's what matters. I I hang them on the net all the time. That's my signature. Just don't move. panic. Oh yeah. Well, there was no I, panic really, but plus it, if you rip the hook out, time. then you don't have to you don't have to unhook it in the net. Yeah. We didn't have time to panic. Like it, it happened. This was like all over ten seconds. Yeah. So, what happens after that, right? Because you're you're in the net at this point with the fish. I'm getting the camera ready and trying to prep the bump board and all this stuff. And the wind is just put. The wind pushed us like a quarter of the way down the lake. The motor was stopped. We were just drifting out there. And I. So Cody, what what happened? Tell us what happened after. So I, I get the fish out of the bag and lay it on the bump. And, and the rules state that you have to have the mouth closed. So the, the mouth was, you know, the top jaw was open, you know, a little bit. And I slide my thumb out from underneath and I kind of, and I know this is a no-no, but I wrap my thumb up around the side of the mouth to try right. like to try to like pinch the mouth closed. Oh, so dear. Ryan's like, Ryan's like, all right, you know, we get the we get the measurement on it, and he's like, "All right, I'm gonna get your picture," and I try to reposition my thumb, and I took the pressure off the fish on the board, and when I went to pick it up, it started thrashing, it started head shaking, and I lost the grip of it, and it flops onto the back like into the splash well of the boat, and I leap like out over the back of the boat trying to like tackle bear hug this fish. <laughs> And and I lose it <laughs> over the back of the boat. We never got a picture of it. You, and I and it was, was pure sickness to my stomach. Like, and and there's a story to follow this that like Ryan was able to like clear my mind, but I don't know if we can tell that story um, about Donnie and and you know what you said. But you know, if you guys are kosher with it, I'd like to tell. But I was hey, tell it, tell it. I'm interested because I don't remember what I said. No, you didn't say anything. So, (laughs) so I was purely sick to my stomach, like almost in tears. Like I lost, this is the best fish of the day. And like, you know, I want to share this picture with everybody and and it didn't happen. And, And I'm sitting there like, and I'm not one, you know, to be lost for words. I'm usually talking all day. And I was just sitting there in silence, just driving the boat. And and we got talking and Ryan said something about uh, Donnie and it, you know, it piqued my interest. I'm like, you know, Donnie and, you know, I share, a, you know, something pretty similar in life. Um, you know, Donnie's health issues that he's had in the past and my dad have had very similar health issues. And I'm like, Oh yeah, Donnie's this really good guy. You know, we've talked, you know, about this and, and, and Ryan goes, he's like, what do you have in common? You guys both like sausages. And I'm like, it just broke the ice. Like I just started laughing and that it was like totally what I needed was something that just like broke the ice, make me laugh. And then from that point forward, we were good, but you know, so, so yeah, well, Donnie and I, penis, answers, penis yes. shaped foods uh, yeah. always win the day. Listen, I needed to get my partner's head in the game because at that point he was gone. I lost when that fish went overboard. I was I was trying to settle him down. I'm like, listen, dude, we got it on the bump. Like, it's gonna count. I was gonna and, say, is that like that fish counted, right? Well, so right. Yeah. I called Charlie, tournament director, and I told him what happened. And he said, dude, if you got it on the bump, it counts. So at that point, I, I it didn't even matter. So it didn't matter to me. I was upset because Cody didn't get the picture with the fish, 
but I didn't care. I was, I wanted to go right back to fishing. My head was in the game. Like I was staying positive. I was trying to get him to laugh. I was trying to bring him back, bring him back down to earth. Cause he was lost, dude. I've never seen somebody take, and, and I probably felt that way after I butchered Charlie's net job. That was me. So I was in the same spot before, but you know, like you, you're, you're a team, right? Like Swinky, if your dad yes. went through the same thing, Josh, you're, if Tyler, you guys are going to sit there and work on him and get his head right. Now, when you're yeah. out there for 20 hours, like, you know, seriously, you know, this is the same thing with like the trip, like when Owen and Nick go to Nipissing and things like that, like there are going to be times, you know, that is, it's the natural like ebb and flow or the ups and downs of musky fishing. And that, you know, it's like, it's what, why we love it. It's why we hate it. It's what draws us to it. But like, there's going to be times where that that's, that's where a good boat partner, boat partner. or somebody that you exactly. enjoy being with is so exactly. important. You know, like, when, you guys right it, there in what, in, in, in less than five minutes, you experience, you went from one of the highest of highs to the lowest of lows to the back, you know, like, and, and, ended up back up with the sausage and a first place championship belt, which we all know is, is what's really important here. But, uh, but Don, Donnie, just... you're exactly right, dude. It's the boat partner. It's like, uh, okay, that could have absolutely devastated you guys in the sense of if you were, Okay, I, I think back to when Nate, when I caught my fish on Pine Matuni and Nate had his trouble with the net. Like we talked about it afterwards. I'm like, dude, it was not going to do anyone any favors or it wasn't going to help anyone by me flipping out or saying, get that net open. Or like, you know, I'm like, you realize it's happening. The person you're with is trying their very best. They've got it. They're, they're, they're doing everything they can. You know, it does not help to be negative. At all, especially in afterwards, it does not help to be negative, you know. And so, Ryan, by you trying to get Cody's head back in the game, that's the difference between a good boat partner and I was a bad rub boat and a I was rubbing his shoulders, I was rubbing his head, I was trying to talk soft to him. I mean, I we don't want to hear what else no, about you I, rubbed taking exactly. him from suicide watch <laughs> to the sausage stand, exactly, right? <laughs> and you know, within it took it took a couple hours to get over that one. But I was like, listen, dude, we're in this thing. I never once thought about the tournament up until that fish, like probably an hour after that fish left the back of the boat. And I yeah, looked, what I, did that look, fish measure? That fish measured when I, I have multiple pictures of it. And I, the picture that I sent Charlie, the fish was just at 44, but he said 44, 43 and three quarters. I have another picture where we actually pinched a tail and it was like 44 and a quarter. So, but know, for tournament purposes, it was counted as what? 43 and three quarters. Three and, quarters. And honestly, I'm more than fine with that because yeah. it, it, dude, I don't, I'd rather underestimate a fish in a tournament because I don't want any right. controversy controversy. Right. I don't want any that's questions. Right. I would 100%. rather. And that's why like, I, I went in and we that fish was like 32. The first one was like 32 and three quarters or whatever, whatever it was. And I said 32 because I don't want anything. I don't want anybody to question anything. So, okay. So, so just for our listeners, what is the tournament measuring protocol? Measuring protocol. 
You, it's, you are, are you to pinch the tail, not pinch the tail? Like you, Cody, you said the, the, the mouth is supposed to be closed. Mm-hmm. Okay. But what else? Like what, yeah, what else? It, you told it's you? gotta be on. You gotta get a picture flat with a flat bump board. Number one, no <laughs> angles on the bump board. Can't have them right. bent. And <laughs> it's gotta be, you gotta have the mouth closed and you're allowed to pinch the tail. But right. we didn't pinch the tail on any of the fish. Like the pictures yeah, that we turned in. Yeah, the pictures that we turned in, we did not pinch the tail at all. We just left it flat on the board, back up against the board. Mouth was closed on all of them. <clears throat> and that's that's what we wanted to roll with because it's not worth it, dude. These are these are supposed to be fun tournaments. Guys that get too serious about this stuff and, and want to argue and cause problems, and it's just not worth it. I guess maybe we should have actually said, like, what, you know, what are the qualifying – things for a fish in the, tur- in the yeah. tournament too you know what i mean so, mm-hmm. like 30 inch minimum and you get to register three fish right you know, oh so- okay i didn't i didn't realize there was like a three fish so so you could continue on and catch a 47 and bump out one of your yes low yes right but yeah, you can't gotcha. but you don't just keep tallying them up which is how it used to be i think at least for a few of them when I first started coming to these tournaments, because I remember Brian Clark won last, like one year, like maybe 2018 or 2019. He had like hundreds of inches of fish because he caught like 12 fish or something that weekend, but or something wild. But well, now, how does that work? Is it like you get so many points for a fish 30 inches or bigger and then another point for each additional inch? No, nah, not like PMTT. It, it's kind of like it's, it's basically just, like, just total inches. Inches, yeah, yeah. Total inches. Just adds up the inches, whatever yeah. the total inches is. Is there any limitation on professional, um, you know, pros taking place? I mean, obviously, this isn't this is not an amateur event because it's you know, if you're not a member a of uh, Chapter Sixteen, you got to pay more, right? Yeah, I mean, other than that, no. I mean, really, anybody. Uh, I mean, as far as I know, if if Spencer Berman and Greg right. Thomas wanted to roll up the Pima tuning and throw the boat in and, and fish, I don't they think could we do could so. Tell them they're not allowed to. Yeah, it's just it's thirty five dollars for non members and twenty five dollars for members. It doesn't matter yeah. what chapter you're in. Yeah, That's as long the... as you're a Muskie Inc. member, it doesn't even matter what chapter. Right. The only it's difference that, is it's you ten dollars to keep the, people uh, away. They do a uh, fifty pot. That's that's exclusive to chapter sixteen. Yeah, member, yeah. yeah. Um, that's what I think. The first time I ever did it was twenty twenty, kind of the heat of COVID, and there were quite a few guides there then because you know they you weren't supposed to whatever take you know charter or whatever like that. So yeah, I mean, a lot of the guide guides were out there competing stuff like that it was cool to see yeah that was when i think i first met donnie and i think he got third place so ryan won't be precluded when he becomes ryan reed's uh guide service no yeah Yeah, i mean fun fun fact there that uh when i placed third in that Pima tuning tournament the boat that josh placed third in this year uh belonged to me so the Sylvan has now placed third in the tournament twice. It has more tournament victories than I do. So it needs there a third. third. <laughs> That's amazing. 
I like it. The lucky it's, it's boat. The boat. There's some good mojo on that boat for sure. There is some good mojo on that boat. Musky Slayer. There you go. So <laughs> just to go back to our story, like I felt like, you know, after Cody kind of came back to life there, the plan never really changed. Like I wanted to stay in the same depth of water. I wanted to stay. And we actually, we actually had another rip that day too. And just didn't get hooks in the fish. But what time of the day was that third fish? Six o'clock. It was like, right. Okay. It was like right around six o'clock. So, you know, at that point we were kind of getting ready. And I think, you know, we were both by the time we fished till, cause we fished till what? 10 till eight, something like that. Quarter yeah. till eight. And we just decided to motor over to the launch and stuff and get out. And really, like, that's kind of how our, our first day went. I mean, we were sitting pretty. I think we both felt pretty good, but we still didn't really, weren't really thinking about the tournament as much until probably we got af, you know off the water and started talking to guys, like, around the ramp. And, like, we were getting text messages. Like, I knew Donnie had a fish. I knew Josh had a fish. I knew... Leo caught four, but he had three subs and like, you know, I was just kind of doing the math and we were just kind of getting ready to head in and cook dinner and, and hang out at camp BBO. So how did you guys kind of finish up Saturday? Uh, we, we headed to the crooked paddle. Oh, okay. Had ourselves a good meal. A good meal. Senior was, was probably uh, happy. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was, uh, well needed. He was, you know, around around probably one. He was tapped out and ready to go to the crooked paddle to eat. But so it was a struggle to keep him in the game till eight. But we we got over there. We got the big guy some wings and some pizza, and uh, he was he was real uh, real happy with that. And we had to get... back to camp swank. Couldn't What's get that? Uber Eats to deliver to the boat ramp or something. Give the yeah, guy a break. I mean, we probably could have, but we we didn't do anything like that. I I made it. I forced him to grind it out out there, <laughs> grind and... uh, sitting in the chair, half asleep, underneath the enclosure. You know, he had, he was really out there grinding. <laughs> but uh, you have the little heater buddy out there. I did not bring the heater. I I didn't. I I, I probably. Probably could have got away with it though. When I was heading up there, I thought about it. I'm like, it's not good. I don't need a freaking buddy heater. Like it's it's this not that May. cold. Right. But I'm not gonna lie, that that morning when it was raining, that buddy heater might have been a nice little touch. Oh yeah, it would have been. <laughs> we were drenched in cold. Josh was drenched in cold. Tyler was drenched in cold. Yeah. Yeah. But we were nice and dry, so it wasn't too bad, but so and we, we ate at the crooked paddle, then we went back to Camp Swank and we watched South Park Bigger Longer Uncut. Oh, dude, one of my absolute favorites. Oh man. Oh. You didn't watch any Musky Hunter, Jim Sayer? We didn't watch Musky Hunter this time. I was saving that for the next time you come. Oh, all right. We got oh, we got some Sarek though. That's great, dude. We got some Sarah queued up, but we went with some South Park. I brought a bunch of DVDs up there that I had in my garage, like for years that I forgot. Basically, since I moved in with my wife, they've been in boxes <laughs> in dude, the garage. Uh, Satan, <laughs> Satan, like, Satan and like, Hudam Hussein, right? Together are just 
Um, and then the whole <laughs> what would Brian Boitano do? Yeah. yeah. Oh, there's some classics. Oh, man. So that's amazing. So what did you guys like? What was the plan for Sunday then? And then I'll get, I want to get into some of what happened to Cody on Saturday night. If we're allowed. Yeah. To yeah. Well, no, 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 no. Yeah. Let's not get to Sunday yet. Uh, let's hear about bang. Can't bang in bottom. All right. So we were, we were definitely buying in the bottom. Cody, <laughs> Cody was banging the bottom. I was, I behaved myself very well. I just want to point that out. Doug's so, fault. It was Doug's fault. And you said something that I told you not to say, and you said it multiple times and it cost you even more shots. So clearly <laughs> I, I just want to say like, we get over, you know, I text Doug, let him know we're coming over and we brought like a bunch of burgers and brats and stuff. Cody had these like awesome peppers and things that, so we had a bunch of food we wanted to go over and cook. And you guys know I'm not really great at backing the boat up, right? Like this has been a challenge for me as far as tight spaces go, particularly at my house. Well, we get over there and I'm like, I can't, we came in from the opposite angle, which is like the hardest way to pull into the driveway. Doug had to come out like as a roadway flagger and help me back this boat in. But I was able to do it. And Cody, I don't know what I look like from the road, but I don't think it was all that much of a mess. It, it really wasn't. Um, you were just a little bit too tight. You know, I mean, you, you managed. Yeah, so I learned something. I, I, I learned something that's going to help me at home, by the way. So I was I realized I was a little tight. But we get in, we get unloaded, and there was a couple people there hanging out. Uh, we just kind of got burger. Jesse got burgers going and, you know, everybody's kind of around the fire and drinks are flowing. And I brought like a couple beers just to have light beers, you know, nothing crazy. And what gets what Bob, Bob was over and he pulls out a jar of apple spice moonshine. So Cody, I'll let you take, I'll let you take it from here. What, what transpired at camp BBO? Well, we, we, you know, the liquor started flowing. Uh, Doug's feed, Doug's feed me shots. And then next thing you know, Doug and Jesse both are like, Hey, let's go sing karaoke. I'm like, nah, no, nah, I'm not a karaoke guy. Um, uh, no, and, and you weren't, I, you weren't a karaoke guy. No, <laughs> now you no. are. And, and I'm not sure at what point this was said, but, somebody said to Cody go sing. And I said, I'm not near drunk enough to start singing yet. And oh, Doug's boy. like challenge. accepted. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. And I told him, don't say that again. And sure enough, he said it again. And so Doug drags me like literally grabs my shoulder and takes me into camp. And he's uh -huh. like, what do you like to drink? And I'm like, Oh, I got a couple beers in the cooler. I'm good. And he's like, no, he's like, I'm pouring shots. What do you want? And so he lines up like at least eight shots in front of me. And he's like, you and I are going to pound these. And I'm like, what did I get myself into? So, well, you, you know, as a guest, you can't turn the shots down. I mean, so we did them. And I turned them down. And, and I was a guest. Like, and, and the thing is, like, when I get drunk, I get extremely, I'm like the opposite of the normal drunk. I get extremely quiet and I just, I have permagrin. I just smile and get quiet and I'm sitting outside around the fire and everybody's singing karaoke and they kept hounding me and hounding me. 
come on, it's your turn, it's your turn. And I'm like, no. So, well, I <laughs> lost the battle. So, next thing I know, Brian Adams, Summer 69, is playing on the, the – Nice. And, and I'm singing, and Ryan's videotaping it. So, there's going to be a video out Naturally. there like, floating around somewhere. I've never sent it you to know. anybody, and I won't. I won't send it to anybody. It, it's cool if you do. I don't care. It's, black, it's pure blackmail. Blackmail yeah. material at this point. Uh, that'll be the uh, the title page for this this episode. Summer '69 yeah. or blackmail. Yeah. One of them. One of them. <laughs> so, so it's like now, 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 mind you, we're supposed to be on the water by seven on Sunday, and it's like three thirty in the morning, and we're still around the campfire drinking, <laughs> singing, singing away, like. Ryan, he disappears. He goes in inside. I went to bed, dude. I went to bed. I'm and this is Ryan. I I went in. You've learned. Yes, you put on. (laughs) I learned my lesson. No, yes, but what I did was I noticed Doug went inside to get more drinks, and I was like, I'm slipping out. Like it's late. I'm going to bed. I had a couple beers. I'm like, I gotta get up and fish. You just dip. And at that point, I was like, we gotta go win this tournament. I gotta get up and get the boat set up and all this. So I go in and I snuggle in in Joel's chair. Joel wasn't you're, there. You're, you're a grown man. You can you can like dip. You can go to bed. Like oh, yeah. you don't have and to explain to anybody. Just do it. And I did. And what happened after I went to bed? Well, we continued to drink, and <laughs> so, I I don't know what all we were drinking. But the next morning when I got up, the next morning when I got up, I your underwear was on backwards, and your ass was right. sore. <laughs> my ass is sore. My ass well, that's is a sore. different. We're gonna get to that. We're gonna get to yeah, that. that. Don't that's do that. That's a different part of the story. That's a different part of the story. It's coming. So, I so I don't know what all we were drinking, but I get up the next morning and there's like I look over at the kitchen counter and there's like six empty liquor bottles just lined up in a row. <laughs> so he's wondering what, if he needs to go get a Plan B. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> So I get up the next morning, and, and Ryan, when I went in, he was still awake, but he was, like, on the verge of crashing. And he's like, I'll see you at 7. And I'm like, do you think we ought to get up early? And he's like, it's 4. He's like, I don't think we're getting up early. So so I set my alarm for, like, 6.30. We're supposed to be on the water at 7. Now, we're not far from the launch, but, like, 7 30 i roll out of bed get in you know get around get ready to go and i go outside and ryan's standing on the front porch like ready to rip so and i I'm dude just- i got up at six okay so i fell asleep probably it was like 3 34 o'clock i got two hours of sleep i wasn't i wasn't drunk i wasn't anything i just wanted to go fish i'm like i'm up luffy gets up with me at like six and luffy comes outside and helps me set the boat up so i'm out in the yard like setting up holders and getting the net because I put all that stuff in a truck, like at the end of the day on Saturday. So I have everything ready to go. I'm standing there in my bibs and Cody comes stumbling out of the house with like his, his, uh, his, what was that? What bag was that? I had a Mickey mouse book bag. <laughs> it's a Mickey mouse book bag. <laughs> he comes stumbling out of the house and I'm like, uh Oh, we're in trouble. <laughs> like I could just see it on his face. I was like, "Oh no!" This I is... was hurting. So, 
Dude, I mean, I don't, I can't even tell you what was going on because I wasn't even paying attention. I was like, honestly, we we're sitting around the fire and like everybody was singing and I was kind of just like listening to music, but I was like looking at my phone. Like I'm like looking at Google earth right now. And I'm like, where are we going to fish tomorrow? <laughs> like, that was the only thing that was on my mind. And it was, it was fun though. We had a lot of fun with those guys hanging around, around the fire and having a couple of drinks and. Cody came stumbling out of the house like Joel on a Sunday morning. To to everybody that you know is going to hear this podcast, if you have ever ever have the opportunity to spend some time with Doug and Jesse and get out on a banging bottom, you know, outfitters, you know, boat and and spend some time with them, I highly recommend it. They're stand up guys. They treat you like family. Um, you know, I can't say enough about them. You know, I've never met any of those guys they opened up their camp to me you know and, and just made me feel like i was at home you know uh they're they are very strong in their peer pressure game uh, so, <laughs> so be prepared uh but they're they're great people so if you guys ever have a chance yeah. so but the next day you know i roll out of camp and ryan's like okay like and he's chipper he's like you ready and i'm like yeah let's roll like if there was like no excitement at all. Like I, I was hurting. <laughs> we get out on the boat and we start. You know, we get it well into the day, and 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 at some point, like my body just had had enough. I just he shut, shut down. down. His entire body like, shut down on the boat, dude. I watched it happen. It was like a computer powering down. That's exactly <laughs> what it sounded like, and that's what it looked like. And I was like, I looked at Cody and I said. Dude, if you want to take a nap, just like find a spot and take a nap. This was at like eleven thirty, and we had got on the water by like eight. <laughs> so, so I wasn't out there all that long, but yeah, I I, I shut down. Um, there, there's a few pictures, um, and I'll share them with you guys. Um, but at one time, at one point, you know. There, there's a five gallon gas jug that Ryan brought out on the boat so that we could fill up. We, you know, we needed fuel and, and I used the gas jug as a pillow or you know, <laughs> a, uh, like a cuddle buddy or something. Like I was hugging it and, and, and snuggled right up next to the fuel jug. Um, and then at some point I ended up moving off the front deck of the boat down to, you know, the, the lower level per se, you know, down, in the work area um and it was game over next thing i know ryan's like hey man get up tournament's over <laughs> Dude, so the whole time this was sunday for us right cody crashes at like 11 30 and he's out hard and i'm like still i am like we gotta get another fish dude like i am working rods like stepping on cody at one point like i cleared the spread and i looked down and there was literally like it, it was the only way i could describe this is like a showstopper from Chautauqua, right? You guys have all seen, like most of us have seen a showstopper on Chautauqua. Imagine if somebody picked that sh that showstopper up just vertically and just dropped it on Cody's head. <laughs> I literally looked down and I was like, he is covered in weeds. Like he's soaking wet from the board. And then at some point I spilled a freaking Plano box full of baits all over his legs and he never <laughs> stopped snoring. Not once did he stop snoring, dude. He was oh, out. He was dead. Quality rest. I love it. Oh, my God. So we pulled into the ramp, and I woke the, the big guy up and said, hey, it's 3 o'clock. Time to go in. 
Time to collect our checks. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ding. You get paid for this hard grind you're on. <laughs> So what the, your money, y'all. There's poor now there's people a, around. <laughs> now, now the funny part of me sleeping is, so so when I get home, you know, Ryan and I, I, I texted him. You know, I got like a three three to a three and a half hour drive home. So I drive home and I get here and I'm texting. I'm like, hey man, I made it. Um, you know, great weekend. Blah 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 blah. And I'm like, I think the only, I think the worst part of the weekend is my ass is sunburned because when I laid down. My butt crack was hanging out, and my shirt rode up. So I have like a six-inch sunburn from the top of my ass crack, like partway up my back. It's like a sunburnt tramp stamp. <laughs> How many questions does your wife have when you come home? <laughs> she she was definitely she, she looked at me and I'm like, don't touch he me. Comes my home with crack. a wad of cash. Comes home with a wad of cash. <laughs> And a sunburned ass. Yeah, it was like The Hangover. If you you ever watched the movie The Hangover, it was Cody. What did you get yourself into out there in Western PA, (laughs) dude? It was hilarious when we were talking on the way home, and he's like, "I think I got sunburn on my butt crack." (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, "Well, I'm glad you brought that up. Here's a picture." Yeah, like like he didn't tell me he had pictures until I brought it up, and then. Uh, he sends them to me, and my whole ass is hanging out. Like, <laughs> what do you want? Maybe he should have smeared some sunscreen on it for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's not doing that. <laughs> about it, and we thought like, Ryan was like, a good boat partner. Yeah, yeah exactly. He could at least threw my like rain jacket over me, like covered up or something, so I wouldn't burn. But he just left it happen. I had Rod thirty SPF. You understand? I was going for the throat. I need. We needed one more fish, but. Before we get any further in this, because at this point our tournament's over, but Josh, you weren't done yet. So what was your uh, plan? What was your plan for Sunday? Well, I didn't really know exactly what I was doing. I just went back to where I got into that fish, and then there was once again boats everywhere. So I went off on my own, and I went up that Ohio shoreline, and I'd never fished that, so I was just searching. And coming across them floating, them like sunken islands, found bait and went up back. I stayed in that area for like an hour and a half, and then we got that fish. So it worked out nice. Now, Josh, just enjoyed- where did you where did you stay? Like, did you did you stay at uh, Camp Camp Swinky? Yeah, I stayed at Swinks. Okay, and you guys yeah. did not take part in any of the uh, shenanigans over at the BBO. No, camp. no, nothing. Nowhere near that level. No. no, we took part in our own shenanigans, but it wasn't anything like that. Our shenanigans were uh, cheeky know, and fun. Cheeky and fun, exactly. <laughs> yeah. those, those shenanigans were cruel and tragic. <laughs> We were a little more <laughs> mellow. Huh? Our shenanigans in, involved giggles and funny movies. South Park. <laughs> and, and, a, and a relatively early bedtime compared to 4 a.m., I'll say that. Oh. Yeah. I don't know that I would be able to recover. It would, it would literally take me a week to recover from something like that, like at yeah. my age. For yeah. me, for me, it wasn't bad because it was just sleep. Like I wasn't drinking real super heavy or anything. Oh yeah, you know if, I mean? if like, you don't, if you're not, you know, yeah, it's the alcohol that 
really makes the difference. I mean, the sleep, you can go one night without sleep and it not be that big of a deal. You go a couple of nights without sleep and it all of a sudden you can get wonky real quick. Yeah, for sure. So I had a combination of both. Yeah, (laughs) I was if I had a mop. That'll do it. Yeah, if I had a mop on my boat, I would have had a bucket of Cody Fi. That's exactly what I would add. Swinky, what was your approach on Sunday? Because you guys had a fish. Like, I mean, you had to be feeling at least decent. You were on the board because that's a good fish. Yeah, that was the thing. Like, we had one fish, but it was a nice. It was a solid fish, and you know, as far as I knew. Uh, I, I hadn't really talked to anybody other than you that had three. So I'm thinking, you know, realistically, you know, obviously it was a tough day. We still have a shot here. It's not like we're out of it. We can go out tomorrow morning and bang a couple fish early and be right in this thing. Uh, and the truth was I, I really wasn't sure what I wanted to do because I, I, yeah, we got the one fish, but there wasn't, you know, I didn't have much else going on all day. And again, I never felt like I got into any any areas that I really felt good about. I kind of just spent the day in search mode. But uh, so, you know, I, I, we went into Sunday. We did change where we launched from. And I, I kind of had an idea in talking to Josh that I was going to fish a little bit deeper. Uh so that was pretty much my game plan, knowing what he had seen the day before. So I, I changed the launch and we, we went out and we put, you know, got out a little bit deeper and, and started longlining a little bit. But, you know, lo and behold, it just, it wasn't our weekend aboard. Uh, oh, that is true. The, uh, I, I just realized there was one big positive from the weekend. The tracker and now its fourth season has been, has received its official name. Oh, what? And, and that is we we landed on an official name, and she is will now on be dubbed the Good Meal. The Good Meal. Okay. Yes. SS Good Meal. How did that come about? <laughs> uh, I don't really know. It just kind of happened. Don Senior. This sounds it's like a Don Senior. This sounds like a Don Senior idea. For sure. He was he was hungry, and that's all he yeah. could think about. Uh, and he's it like, says, "Good meal." It, uh, a, a famous Don Senior line is, "We need a good meal." So that's part of it. And there you go. We always joke around that we're out there looking for a good meal to put on the on the uh, on the grill and things like that. So. We just kind of landed on, you know what? We're just gonna call call her the good meal. No, oh, I like it. And that's it. But uh, I but like anyway, it. so we're out there aboard the good meal, looking for a good meal, and unfortunately, it uh, it just didn't happen. We didn't have any action. Found a couple new cribs. Got to <laughs> got to throw a couple skull and bone uh, waypoints out there, but those were the only marks I got to put on the uh, on the hummingbird. It was. It was just, yeah, like I said, it just wasn't our weekend. We had one bite. We made the most out of it at least, but it was, uh, it was tough overall for us. Couldn't, couldn't really ever find anything that, you know, we felt like we were really fishing in the right place or, you know, that we got onto any type of a pattern or anything. Yeah. I think Sunday was particularly hard when you talk about like a high pressure 
bluebird sky after Post the cold level. front. Yep, post-frontal. That's just like a oh, tough yeah, day. Your tech, yeah, it was your text <clears throat> post-frontal, you know, is as bluebird as it can get. So. So, how, so how many fish were caught on Saturday so, in the tournament, and how many fish were caught on Sunday? I, I don't know the Do breakdown. Know I don't know the breakdown, but I think there was 25 fish caught both days. So it wasn't like a real banger. It sounds like, I mean, just from what I hear, it sounds like more were caught on Saturday. And I'm wondering if Josh, anything. you got yeah, one. Yeah, Josh on Sunday, got one. Right? Yeah. I mean, people there... got people got fish because I we had people, like I, I know Doug texted me when he got one. He got a second fish. Leo got a second legal one. I had, so you guys know Eric. I think I'm going to butcher his name, Bartolomeo. He, everybody calls him Bart. And yep. like Tom's talked about. Yeah. He drove past us. Like Cody's out. He's like passed out at this point. And I'm just like, people are driving by, like asking if we got anything. And like Bart comes trolling by with Greg Calismo. And he goes, we got three. We got three. And they just like looked at me and it looked so real, but they were completely jagging me, like jagging me. Like they got one fish and he just knew like where we were at. Cause we had talked to them and people were like text messaging me and like driving by the boat. And like, like Leo sending me the clip from like animal house. Like it ain't over yet. It ain't over yet. And they just keep getting text messages. Like we're not done yet. We're coming for you. Like all this stuff. And Cody will tell you, like, I, like my attitude changed on Sunday because I started feeling like pressure, you know, it was like, I felt yeah, pressure when I was still awake Sunday morning. Um, you know, it was the, the pressure was real. I mean, like you, you, you like we, we witnessed it wore them out. There's yeah, all like, that pressure. I like, mean, it, we, it was all contributed to like, like Cody needing to, to take a nap. Like we watched, you know, Todd catch his, you know, second legal fish. And that's when the pressure really set in for me was like, Oh no. Like we knew we were kind of toward the top of the leaderboard, but we didn't know exactly where, you know, at the end of day one, we knew we were up there. But when, when Todd caught that second fish, it was like, Oh no. Like, you know, we're in danger of losing, you know, where we're at, Um, you know, one more good fish by them. And it was, you know the pressure was real. I mean, at any, so minute, so. could, at any minute it could change. Like so much so that it actually affected. And plus, I was down a man, so I was trying to work rods by myself. But the pressure—the one thing I said about Saturday is I don't want to let any pressure of this tournament affect the way we're fishing. Like, period. I want to stick to my program, and I want to run the lures I want to run, and I want to fish the way I feel comfortable. Sunday, I did not fish the same way that I fished Saturday because the pressure of winning that tournament just started weighing on me. And it was a combination of being down, you know, like Cody was sleeping, but I knew that he needed it cause he had to drive home. So I just like, do you ever feel like you're just hanging on by a thread? Like whatever it is in life. I just felt like we <laughs> yes, were pretty, yeah. pretty often frankly. every day, like, <laughs> every fucking day. I, I felt like we were just, hanging by a thread and at any point somebody could get that mid 40s fish and we didn't even know like i knew the other the other thing i was thinking about i was sitting there talking you know telling him the whole time saturday like i knew george mcgrady was in the tournament and i know how good of a stick he is he's a sniper and, and i knew that he was gonna put fish in the bag 
And same with other people. There was other people in that tournament that I knew had to have at least two or three fish. So I, I, dude, I let the pressure get to me. Like when we pulled into the ramp, I was like starting to get nervous. And, and, and quite honestly, I hated it. I hated it. I never want to feel that way again. It was supposed to be like fun, but I got, I let the pressure of just a stupid tournament, like affect the way I fished. So Look! Look at Owen. What that's, do you have to say? No, I just, I just think that's that's a learning experience. I it mean, is. That, that honestly, you uh, nothing, nothing you can do in your boat can ever change what will happen in someone else's boat. Right. Someone's going to catch. If someone's going to catch a fifty, they're going to catch a fifty. It has nothing to do with you. Like in, and so you have got to stick with what you know and say. This is my game plan. I don't give a shit what is going but on see, outside of here. What changed was we didn't care about the tournament all through Saturday night. But Sunday morning, like after we talked to those guys and like Doug was giving me, you know, us his opinion on where we were at and stuff. Like I woke up Sunday morning, like feeling like I wanted it. You know what I mean? Like versus not caring, going from not caring about anything and just having fun to now on Sunday morning, I wanted it. And that I let that affect the way I fished on Sunday. Right. But again, you gotta you can let it affect the way you fish, but you gotta focus on yourself. Like you yeah. can't you you can never go out there thinking oh, anything you can do can stop. If someone's gonna catch a big one, good for them. You've got to do your thing, follow your game plan, and see what happens. You know, and that's exactly what you did, and that's all you can do. So we we go in to Jamestown. We rack the boat. <laughs> And like, I don't know, Cody, if you felt the same way, but I felt like people were like congratulating us when we pulled in. Yeah, like as soon as we hit the dock, I mean, before we even put the boat on the trailer, you know, there was people pulling up and, and telling us, you know, like, good job. And, you know, there's no way somebody's beating you. And, you know, walking up to the truck was like, you started second guessing, like, did we do things right? Did we, did we do enough? And but people started, you know, still kept coming over to you and congratulating you. And it was like, you were hearing everything that everybody was saying, but in the back of your head, you're still thinking, did I, did we do enough? You know, did we do it right? Um, but it was, you know, until we got, in, until Charlie and Evan got off the water and we heard it from them because they had been getting reports, you know, over the course of the two days, until I heard it from Evan's mouth, you know, I was like, Evan, when, Ev, when Evan said it, it was like, okay, it's real. You know, it, it felt real at that point, you know, and then you started getting that, that jittery, giddy feeling like we really did it, you know, because there was, I don't know, like you said, there was no expectations going into day one. It was just, we're here to have fun. But then at the end of day two, it was like, oh my, we did this. You know, it's, it's, it was a feeling I'll never forget. Yeah. And I was like, still kind of in shock. Like, so we go, we go up to, and, and Swinky, you didn't read, you didn't come down to registration. No, I didn't. Uh, with us only having the one fish, I knew that there wasn't, you know, any chance of us being in the mix of anything. And as much as I would have liked to come down and watch Ryan Reed and Cody hoist the championship belt, I was kind of, you know, as we were talking about, I think before the podcast started, the 
having the baby at home changes some things. And it was kind of like, all right, I'm going to pack up and get the heck out of here and try and get home so I can be home for dinner and at least see her for a little bit before they go to bed and stuff. And so I, I kind of low crawled out of the ramp and just jumped on 79 South. Yeah. And I think, dude, honestly, I think that's the right call too. You know, like it's, like how many tournaments have we fished where it's like, ah, eh, we're, we're just going to go, you know, like there's other stuff you got to worry about, but I am curious. Cause we, you know, Josh, you went to registration and I want to get your opinion on this from where you were sitting, you know, what, how are you guys feeling? I never once gave it a thought that we were in a run for anything. Actually, I even said to Donnie at one point, you think it's worth me running down here? Like, not knowing that where we were. I had no idea. Yeah, so, I don't think he was even going to go to registration because, I mean, I'll be honest, too. It's not too many years that, you know, there's not three teams with three fish. You know, it's, it's pretty rare that I think, you know, that shows that it was a tough weekend overall and it's a tribute to – you know, the guys who placed and who won it that you were able to put the put something together. But you know, for for Josh to come in third place with two fish just shows that there weren't a lot of fish caught and it was a tough weekend. Yeah. Yeah, I, I never gave it a thought at all at, at really. I just I figured I'd show up just to get the count on numbers so the club had it. And that's really yeah. all I did. It so was we so a shock to me. It was nice. So we turned in the fish, that whole process. And then Charlie starts announcing things. And I'm standing beside, Cody and I are standing beside Josh and, and Tyler. So, you know, what happens? Charlie basically announces, you know, third, second, first, right? And then big fish, whatever. So he starts announcing it. And what happened, Josh? Right away, I just based off of the measurements he was giving that's i was looking at you i was like i i don't know and he said my name and that's i looked straight at you disbelief and it was awesome and it was cool it so it worked out josh and tyler took third place in what i consider like this like pima tuning that tournament to me you know we got a lot of lakes that we do tournaments and stuff on and i don't do the river stuff but pimey is like to me it's a big deal right? There's a lot of boats, you know, a lot of good sticks in that one. And it's just a big lake. So like for you to get third, I was, I was just smile. I was just super pumped for you. Yeah. That's a, that's a big tournament for me. So I haven't really done a whole lot on my own. Like I did them right at the beginning of me getting into musky fishing pretty much only when Swink would have me hop on with him when he didn't have his dad with him, And so I, that was a good one for me. Good experience and learn. Don't stress out too much. You know? Yeah. It was good. So that was awesome. So we hear third place, Josh Hawk, Tyler Bailey. Josh Hawk and Tyler Bailey. Good job. Both on mojos, right? Yep. Both on mojos. And I looked at Cody and I was like, after you guys walked up, I looked at Cody and I was like, oh boy, like 
two fish, you know, I'm thinking we got the third one. So then Charlie announces George McGrady, second place with his boat partner. Ryan Phillips. Ryan Phillips. Thank you. In second place is George McGrady and Brian Phillips with three fish, 32 and a half, 34 and a half, and 32 and a, qu and a quarter for 99 and a quarter inches total. So we're standing there and they're talking and, and uh, Charlie, when Josh was up there, said both fish were caught on mojos. So as as George is walking away after grabbing you know the envelope and taking second place Evan goes caught on all mojos and starts laughing and George got like two fish on meatballs what's that all on mojos right? two meatballs two meatballs one mojo so it was just like one of those funny things but I remember like I told Cody to like record on his phone and whenever George like walk, they walk away in the, on the, on the shot. Like I looked at Cody and I just said, this is unbelievable. And we just stood there and looked at each other. And then Charlie says first place with this fish, that fish and the other fish, Ryan Reed and Cody Fye. And in first place and big fish, we have um, Ryan Reed and Cody Fye with a 32 and a quarter, a 30 and three quarters, and a 43 and three quarters. Right. And we both just looked at each other. People were clapping and we never even like, there was like a delay from when we walked up to <laughs> just because we were standing there and I was in complete shock. Like I likewise, likewise. And, and Charlie was like, you guys got to come up here. <laughs> like, we were standing there in complete shock. It's like we go up and I just, dude, it was just something that I'll never forget. Like looking back, standing there, looking at everybody, shaking hands. It was just something that you know, going back to Saturday and just all of the things that happened to us from that down rod leash, getting caught in the convector to that fish being barely hooked. And then that whole scenario with that 43, like it was unbelievable. And I was just standing there and I just remember saying like, I cannot believe that we made that many mistakes and somehow place first in this tournament. Like it just, it blew me away. And, you know, the Cody, I don't know what you were feeling at that point, but I know like all I could think about was how thankful I was for all of the help that I've gotten from guys and trips like with Doug, being on Donnie's boat, being on Charlie's boat, being on Evan's boat, being on Leo's boat. And I just like rattled like 10 names off in my head. And I was like, if it wasn't for all of these guys, and really like my ability to just remember and take notes and pay attention. Like we probably, we wouldn't be there. We wouldn't have been standing there with a check in our hands. And you know, like Cody, we talked about this, like you're relatively new to trolling, like you don't troll. And right. I can remember asking you when we first talked about doing this, are you okay trolling? And he's like, yeah, I want to try to learn. So. Like whenever they called our names and we we walked away, like what were you feeling? Because you've been there before, you've won tournaments before. 
Right. Um, this one felt different. Um, you know, like you said, I've won a couple tournaments before. Um, you know, much smaller events. Um, but this one, there was just something special about it. You know, first and foremost, um, you know, like you alluded to at the beginning of the 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 podcast, was there's something special about when you and I get together that, you know, magical things happen. You know, my personal best come out of that lake with you, um, you know, a couple of years ago. And then there was just something special. It's hard to put into words. It was pure, you know, excitement, but it was not expressed. You know, it was just like, it was so exciting. You couldn't express it. It was, it was almost disbelief. Um, but again, like you said, I was just totally thankful, um, you know, and I alluded, or I told you that in the parking lot, you know, like so appreciative of the invite, so appreciative of, you know, the information that you had um, that that allowed us to, you know, do what we did, um, you know, because without that knowledge, we weren't standing there, you know, um, I know squat about trolling that that's not my forte, you know. We don't have in, in where I'm at. We don't have a lot of lakes that's known for trolling. It's it's casting. So when I went into this, like you said, I just wanted to learn. I was cool with going out there, stepping outside of my comfort zone, and and just learn. Just be there to learn. Soak it all in. You know, be a sponge. And you know, and to anybody that's listening to this, do just that. Be a sponge always take something away from every trip, you know, always take something away from everybody that's talking to you and, and learn something from it because eventually it pays off. You know, the results will show, um, but it, it's just a day that, you know, I'll never forget a, a trip. Yeah, you, that I'll never you guys forget. are, I mean, honestly, like you guys fishing together and, everything is, is a perfect example of how that comes together. And, you know, I, I mean, really it is because you guys didn't know each other, what, five years ago, like you, you guys know each other just over the last couple of years. And, you know, you're on Ryan's boat. That's a new boat. You know, I mean, it, just the whole thing is just awesome. Yeah. I actually met Ryan probably three, four years ago now. Um, you know, due to you know the, his channel you know i i was putting an event together i reached out to ryan and, and said you know would you promote this or talk about it or you know you do the lake breakdown series i'm on a board at this lake in central pa would you want to come and you know and share this body of water with others and and that's kind of how we you know met one another um and, and it's just been a a friendship from there on out you know um you know, the only downside to the friendship is we're two and a half hours apart. You know, I mean, yep. which is probably a good thing because I wouldn't get anything accomplished around the house if, uh, you know, if Ryan and I were closer because we'd be doing a lot more fishing. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the only downside to it. So, you know, I'm just extremely thankful, um, you know, for Ryan's knowledge and, and the opportunity to get on his boat and, and spend time with them and, you know, making memories, you know, everybody that, you know, we look up to is, you know, 
all of us, you know, that we look up to these bigger guys, you know, the guys in the, the industry and in the sport, you know, Ryan's one of them to me, um, you know, even though he's only been doing it like five years, you know, six years, maybe, you know, whether he knows it or not, I, I look up to him. So thank you. Agreed. Well, I appreciate that, but you know, I, I think the aftermath is, is really kind of like a couple days after now, you know, I've gotten text messages from Dale Wiley. I got a phone call from Leo on Sunday. He was literally in the car taking Shayla, his daughter out for her birthday. He's in the car and called me to apologize for not coming to, to signups, you know, and I was just like taken back by a lot of this stuff, like the text messages and just all of that, like people were just genuinely happy for us, you know, to win it. And, you know, like I kind of looked at this as like, I'd be lying to you guys if I didn't say like on Sunday, I wanted it, but I wanted it. Like I, I even said this out loud. I wanted it for like the hunks. Like this was to me, like this was an opportunity to bring that thing home for all of us because, you know, like you talk about my scenario, like I've been able to fish with a lot of, with a lot of different guys and, I've learned a lot in a short period of time. Like I, I've been musky fishing for, it's probably been longer than you guys realize. Cause I, I fished for probably f three to five years before I even caught my first fish, you know, and that was going back probably 2017 or 2018. So, but you know, like Dano, you know, helping me, getting me into the sport and all the help I've gotten, all the different boats I got to fish on, you know, I said it multiple times out loud while we were fishing, Cody and I, like, I made comments about Donnie and how Donnie does things and we fish kind of similar. And I, you know, I said out loud, like, I wonder what Donnie would do with this or, you know, there's just the whole time was just that, you know, it was me trying to draw from everybody and we got really lucky. I mean, it wasn't that we were, we knew what we were doing. Like, I don't want anybody to think like I was out there, me and Cody were out there. We knew exactly what we were doing. It's just that we had a plan based on what we know about the fish and nine times out of 10, that doesn't work out, you know, in this case it did. And then we had a lot of fortunate things that happened that allowed us to get that third fish. And dude, it feels good. Like Nate, bud, dude, Nate, bud, I should play this for you guys. This is one of the funniest things I've Nate, bud sent me a video. He was at a birthday party on Sunday. He's in the car and he's like, can I play this? Am I allowed to play this? Yes. I don't know if you guys you might, can hear. You, you, yeah, you can play it, but you might want to just insert the actual audio once we once we uh, once we do this. But yes, play it. All right, I could do that, uh, dude. I, this it just I think it's a testament to like what you know we as a group and like just friends, like general friends that are in the sport of musky fishing and what it kind of means to to all of us like to have somebody like if donnie or josh would have placed first like i would have been equally as happy and i would have been pumped you know like i want to see us succeed and i want you know i want us all to place like it would be awesome if all you know all three of our boats or charlie and evan or whoever place because you want to see your friends do good and to get the amount of support and stuff after was unbelievable but dude nate so paint this picture nate bud's in his car his two daughters are in the back seat. His wife's in the passenger side. And he sends me this video. Just listen to this. Is that Ryan Reed? Fishing PA Ryan Reed? First place tournament champion Ryan Reed? Congrats, Ryan Reed. 
on down by me. Congrats, Ryan Reed. Yeah, Ryan Reed. His daughters are in the back seat saying, "Congrats, Ryan Reed." Dude, I I can't tell you how much Nate's support of this whole thing has just been so so much fun, man. I I love it. But dude, I mean the countless messages and phone calls and just the support and you know, like Cody was saying, guys that we look up to. I mean, you guys know I look up to Todd and Doug and you know, George McGrady and all these guys, Dale Wiley, like all these guys that fished, you know, like in this tournament and just getting that like congratulations and stuff. It really hit me like Monday when everything kind of settled down, I was just looking at pictures and I was like, I'm, we may never place in another tournament again. And it, it's never going to matter. Like this was this, this year for me, you know, getting my dad's first fish, winning that tournament, being in my boat, like, I can't really put it into words. Like, I I could care less what happens the rest of the year, and it was completely unexpected. So, you know, I guess I'll just say, you know, for me personally, and I know Cody's thankful too, but, like, Donnie, you know, Josh, Nick, Owen, like, everybody that's given me help and taken me fishing, and, you know, it's just thank you guys because I, I literally, we couldn't have done that without you guys period. Like it just, it doesn't happen. So yeah, it's unreal. Well, I, I certainly can't take any, any uh, credit for your, your successes. That's for damn sure. Uh, I mean, you, you probably do more than you realize. <laughs> and I think that's not accurate at all. And I, I think, you know, the support and stuff too goes a long way. I mean, you guys, yeah, I mean, all... oh, oh no, I, I totally agree with that. I mean, I, I, I just having the support group in and of itself, I think provides kind of like the, the confidence boost that, you know, the, the, the regular guy doesn't have, um, that maybe you, you don't stick it out on Saturday when the weather is shitty, you know, like, you know, there's, there's a million reasons why you don't catch those fish, because you decide, hey, we're not, we're just not going to do what needs to be done, you know. And you did what needed to be done, and and dude, that's like the whole thing is just an absolute testament to what the Musky Hunks podcast really was founded on. To be to be perfectly honest with you, and that is kind of where do you start from? Like, how do you how do you even get involved in this stuff? Like, what's the very basics? And Ryan, you've bought your first boat you thought about it so hard on like how you wanted to do it, how, how you wanted to have it set up. You wanted to have this very, you had, you had a very specific goal in mind and just to see this play out, man. And, and for our listeners to hear this play out, I think is, is a gold mine because that tells them like, listen, like every single one of you out there can like go do this exact same thing that, ryan has done over the last you know x amount of years you know and and say if you have the right amount of you know support and you pay attention and you do all the the requisite steps like dude you're you can do this and it's it's been amazing to watch man and i'm i'm just like i'm thrilled yeah yeah i feel like all of us are super proud of you ryan for pulling this off and putting it all together same with you cody and josh 
Big big wins, big plays. The hunks effect. Yeah. Hunks yeah. effect. If As we can... usual, Ryan Reed doesn't give himself enough credit. But I've always said that. You yep. can, you I, can I say, say you know, you've, you've, you've learned from a lot of people, and, and, and I certainly understand that because I'm in the same boat as you with that, no pun intended. But, you know, at the end of the day, you went out there, you made the call, you, you put the fish in the bag, you and Cody. Cody, I'm not leaving you out here, but, I mean, you guys went out there, you executed – you came together with plans. Ryan, you went as far as to call your shot on how you were going to catch a fish two days before the tournament started, I think, via text message uh, on a group chat and went out and caught the biggest fish of the tournament doing exactly what you said you were going to do. So, I mean, that's all you guys. That's nobody it's not, else. Right. It's not by yeah. accident. Like, that. Yeah. none of that you happened by accident. You went out there and you won that <laughs> tournament using the things that you've learned – from other people and the things that you've learned from time on the water. And you guys should be very proud of what you, what you did this past weekend. And that goes the same with Josh, uh, you know, third place is, is no, nothing to shake a stick at either to go out there. You know, when I know Josh hasn't had that, you know, he's been on the boat with trolling experience with me, with, you know, other friends of ours, Jesse Smith and Kellen and what have you. A number of times but his personal experience running the show on his own boat uh you know is relatively minimal too so for for him to get out there and go out and stick it out through the rain and and pull that kind of uh you know two quality fish out you know you guys should really be proud of yourselves yeah i a lot of credit i give to you guys too and like tyler has zero trolling experience that's probably the first he may have 10 hours of trolling experience. So it was, it was a fun ride, especially in rough conditions, but we just stuck to whatever I was taught, listen to you guys. And I give it a lot of credit to Swank. He, he's taught me a lot. I fished a lot with him and listen to you guys and just take in what I learned from you and put my knowledge of fishing in general into it. And, I guess it lucked out for me. Hopefully we see us all there again in the future. I think we've all become better anglers from being around Donnie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hundred hundred percent. Dude, I mean it. It might not like say, oh, a, fi- a certain fish, but dude, you, your your knowledge base is is you know Dude, I'll I'll tell you right now. Absolutely. My entire my entire setup with this boat. And I mean, there's some things that I got from a lot of other people, but even down to the way I, I trailer, like all my gears in the truck bed, like I literally stole everything from you, Swanky, like <laughs> down to like keeping my stuff in the truck and loading it and unloading it. Like just, we fished the, the same way. Like we, and I wanted to be able to mold some of that, but dude, I'm serious. Cody, how many times did I say it on the boat that day? Like Donnie would do this or Donnie would do that. Like. Charlie would do this. Evan would do this. Like countless. It was all day. And and I was just, I was doing that to reassure myself. Like, I know this works. We're going to stick to this plan. But if it wasn't for everybody that's, that's helped me mold myself into the way I fish, I wouldn't have been there. And that's what I feel confident saying. Like, I don't, it's not that I don't want to take credit for the tournament because, you know, we, we got it done, you know, Josh got it done, but you know, 
it was just we were just trying to have fun and we were trying to i was trying to bring cody home safe <laughs> to his family you know what i mean like i even said that i was like bro we're getting our salad tossed out here right now like i'm a little concerned about your your kids at home but we're going directly into this so put your freaking seatbelt on and let's go like we talked about it and i mean i was just genuinely concerned about that stuff and you know it it, it does like we don't give swinky too much credit we don't give him enough and he just doesn't he's like me he doesn't want to hear it so i think we need what would donnie do bracelets i agree but i mean this all this stuff we're talking about guys but i'm not so sure we need to go with all that you gotta (laughs) in this community you have to weed through a lot of like bad eggs and then once you settle in and you find a friend group that you're comfortable with and you trust and they can trust you and you can share information in a closed circle, like small circle, circle of trust, circle of trust. (laughs) (laughs) When you can find that and you have that support group, I like it to be more like an oval, more like a sausage. (laughs) It's more like a sausage circle. (laughs) Exactly. Slightly curved. That's like, that's a huge deal. Cause when you get that support system, trust, right. That's it. So that was it, man. I'm in recovery mode now. I got, uh, we got the Lake Arthur kids tournament coming up on June 4th. Um, super excited. I was, I was paired up today with my, with my, uh, father and son duo. And, uh, I'm really, we heard, we heard you got like a, uh, I don't know, like a, a gold package. You got like the, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, the listener, I guess the listener package. I am very excited to have Rob, Rob Plocky and his son, Jace out on the boat. And I, well, like, didn't dude, Jace win? Didn't Jace win the, uh, the Leah party yes. coloring contest? Yes, he yeah. did. And Ooh, we talked about it today. The, he's going to, he's going to bring the bait. I believe he's going to bring the bait. I got to share nice. things up with Rob, but I think he's going to bring it and we're going to run it. And hope hopefully, we can find him a fish, but you know, I, I, uh, I never, I never want to get, uh, I never want to let myself think these fish are going to cooperate. You know, like I don't, I want to just go out and have fun. We kind of talked about that today. Like I want to load the boat with Capri sun and I just want to go have a good time and that's what we're going to do. And if we get a fish, great. If not, no, it'll be what it'll be. But you know, I, I think, uh, that's all I'm kind of focused on now. Like, I don't want to talk about tournaments and things. I know Swinky and I have one coming up here. I would really love to go up there and, and, uh, yeah. So we should, we should actually plug that. Uh, right. that's the, the, the chapter 16 versus chapter 69, right? Yep. Which is chapter the, the challenge, the chapter challenge. challenge. Uh, and it's a one day, one day event, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The talk what is it? June twenty fourth. Is that right? June twenty yeah, fourth. Believe so. Yeah. You can and, uh, register and, online right now at the New York Muskie Zinc thing because I, I yeah, actually you, did it yesterday. You can register uh, online, and there's also a link to buy uh, merchandise, which Big O's Bucktails is a sponsor of the event. So, oh. uh, if you buy a uh, buy a t shirt, you know you, all the sponsors are on the back, and uh, I whatnot, bought one. So. Very I did nice, order very one nice. of those as well. Sweet. I'm all in. I got to pre-register. 
I want I you know I wanted to make sure I look good for my photo op since I'm rolling in with the reigning champ. I'm feeling really good right now. I I feel like we're rolling in with good mojo. So I yep. I uh I don't want to speak too soon, but I feel like the mental place where I'm at right now is a very good place, and I feel like we can go up there and at least get a fish in the bag. So we'll see what happens. But you're playing with house money right now, so the rest of the year. Like, oh, yeah. you're just pile it on man yeah well, well we'll see what happens but i'd like to i'd like hey, to get whoa 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 i'm not playing with house money here <laughs> no yeah yeah ryan is donnie, yeah. donnie. i got real I donnie's got, real got something to prove here, so you better come focused <laughs> and ready to play champ oh you don't worry about me son don't worry about me playing for keeps playing for I keeps baby all day let's go Hmm. All right, so where are we All at right. in this discussion? We're like two and a half hours into this already, so is it really that late? Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, Josh, yeah. Josh, congrats on third place, dude. That was awesome. Proud of you and Tyler and yeah, Josh. And congratulations. Yeah. Was, congratulations uh, to you guys. Thank you. Yeah, man, it was fun being in the top three with you. That's something I'll never forget. So let's I'll be do it. To talk with too. So let's go. Let's do it again. Let's go. Let's hope, hope it works out. <laughs> I'm just hoping I get time to do one of these. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get some time. You're going to be. In... Yeah, Nick, we got to sneak out for like at least one of these events. I don't Ooh. know. Let's just Stop a one was day. A one day or so. I know, but that, but that day is my wife is on some retreat. My son is coming back from Boy Scout camp. My, I mean, there's just like four things going on that weekend. Plus, I have to turn over the cottage, the Airbnb, that weekend, too. So, We'll do the Arthur tournament, because that's the one I run anyway. So, When is that? That's late, isn't it? August yeah, or... November. November. Uh, honestly, off the top of my head, I'd have to go back, because I changed it this year. But I want to say... Seriously? Like November? November? Yeah, we pushed it back. Ah, uh, dude, I 100% pushed that. Uh, well, that's why we did it, because it seemed like... Uh, we were kind of trying it out this year. It's been in, I think, September for uh, end of September for a number of years, and it just seems to uh, clash with a lot of people. So, dude, that sounds like fun. We do the, actually. We do the Monroe one in 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 October, so we just figured we'd do this one, you know, right at the beginning of November. So, should be I cool. Just, we'll see how it goes. I, I honestly can't remember the date off the top of my head without having a calendar but so it's like the first saturday and sunday in november i'm pretty sure can i just fish a different lake and say i was on arthur <laughs> no uh. no sausage for you <laughs> no. all right boys well all right boys it was fun yeah. a good one this congratulations guys thanks guys for having me guys I got yeah, thanks, thanks for, for coming on josh congratulations cody congratulations yeah. thank you guys thank for you. joining us this has been an absolute blast and both of you guys thank you for for your support of the podcast for your support of big o's bucktails you know everything we appreciate you guys for everything you guys have done yeah. Speaking of Big O's Bucktails, so I was telling Ryan on the boat, I said, you know, I'd have been a heck of a lot warmer there on Saturday um, had I had a Big O's Bucktail uh, sweatshirt. But 
Somebody forgot the 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 fat guy sizes than uh, Musky Max. Ah, oh, you know. All right, you know what? I'm going to be placing another order. So trust me. We'll. I, I got you covered, brother. Yeah, big guy sizes all went went quick. Yeah. yeah. I didn't sure. really. I mean, oh no, I'll, absolutely. Next time, I'm definitely going to order more on the big end. Yep. I got you, brother. Thank you. <laughs> all right, boys. All right, boys. All right, boys, this has been a blast. Yep. We'll, we'll see Later. Yens in New York. Let's go. See Yens next time. I had to shake him on my last case. Big O don't play. Big o don't play.